Come on, everybody, it's the inside trip. So crack a high life and take a sip on that T-I-T. Get up and scream, and you can spell it backwards. You know what I mean. Your boy Brando in the house tonight. Gonna lay it down smooth and keep it tight. When Ben Watson gets on the mic, you better get ready because he brings the hype. It's about that time you already know that nasty trip, this nasty flow. The inside trip that is the show. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Ah, uh, what's up, wrestling fans? We are back. NCAA Week! It's the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast coming at you with episode number 88. You hear that, Ben? 88? 88. My name's Brandon Olinger, and join with me, as always, my man, your man, everybody's man, Ben, the Law Watson. What up, what up, what up? Dude, it's NCAA's week. I'm geeked! Oh, man. It didn't even feel like it until I just sat down and I got them brackets started filling out, and then I'll tell you what. I can smell it. I can smell that stinky ass smell of Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh yes. Pennsylvania. Oh. oh, it smells like ketchup. Heinz ketchup and the Steelers. Those three rivers smell like a queef oh. from an Ooh. anchovy's vagina. <laughs> I think you're crossing the line a little bit. <laughs> you're the one that said queef, not me. You just told me you've said it before. <laughs> Yes, in life I have, not on the podcast. <laughs> That's not what you... <laughs> We're already off topic. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> and even if I did, what makes you think that it's okay for you to say it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm supposed to be... <laughs> I'm supposed to be the responsible one. <laughs> I know. Damn. We're not going to... Look, if you, if, you, if you end up not being the responsible one, we're not making it back from Pittsburgh. <laughs> because I need a responsible adult with me at all times. Yet I'm the one that always gets lost at NCAA. I know every time you got lost the quarter mile from our place in New York. <laughs> you ended up in East St. Louis one year. I swear I'm not joking, guys. This is serious. He gets lost every year. Every year it's going to happen, and it's going to happen again this year. It's bad news in Pittsburgh too with the Yenzers. Oh, the Yenzers! Holy moly! How was your weekend? Oh, man, I don't even want to talk about my weekend because I'm so geeked up about this. It is. That's about it. What about you, man? I don't even want to talk about my weekend either because it was miserable. <laughs> All right. It was tiring. I literally worked in a bar yesterday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. on St. Patty's Day. It was awful. Uh, awful. Heard you saw my brother there. <laughs> Your brother hugged me at least 10 or 12 my times. My brother probably, did a, probably pulled a Ben Watson and got a little tore up. He said he was yeah, proud like, of us, though. He said he was proud of us? He said he was proud of us. Yeah, he was drunk. He was really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he rocked some Inside Trip t-shirts, though. All right, guys. Uh, as you can tell, we are excited. It is the best week in all of the year. I mean, this beats Christmas week, New Year's. Anniversary. Anniversary. My wife's anniversaries. <laughs> <laughs> it's NCAA's week, and we are pumped. It's Monday night. We're going to throw at you our little NCAA preview podcast. It's going to be a long one, I'm telling you. It's going to be long. It might get a little rowdy, maybe a little crazy. Odds are you're probably sitting in your car, driving to Pittsburgh, listening to this podcast. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to strap in your seatbelt really tight, grab a couple of beers, crack them open, (laughs) one hand on the wheel, (laughs) and you know what? Enjoy the ride. Oh, man. You know what? Why we waited till Monday night is because we knew the brackets were going to be redrawn for 125. That's right. We did. 
Yeah, that's the reason we why knew we, we knew Milhoff we knew was going to snap his hand. We knew Milhoff was going to get hurt because he's always hurt. Oh, he is always hurt. Did you see that picture? They put his x-ray out, dude. His hand is just, like, snapped. It's gnarly, bro. I feel bad for him. Honestly, let's start the podcast off by giving a silent salute to Ryan Milhoff. He gave us a lot of mediocre years. Um, he was an All-American, and you've never been silent in your fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get – okay, can we just handle this business and drop into this yeah. pod? All right. As I said, it's the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast, episode number 88. You can find us on Twitter at the Inside Trip one Ben's been running that Facebook page for old Granny Girdle like a madman. It's the face. It's the inside trip. Got an Instagram out there we're trying to build up. The inside trip. You want to send <laughs> us an email? Do so to the inside trip one at gmail.com. As for the podcast itself, it's at all your favorite podcast locations. <laughs> Would you shut the hell up? I can't stop. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Spreaker, all that good stuff. Don't forget about the Podbean and the Red Rocket. The Rocket Pod. Oh, the Rocket Pod, I'm sorry. Nobody would name it the Red Rocket. What is wrong with us? We're not going to get through this podcast. We've got two hours to go. <laughs> Literally, we've lost every listener at five minutes and 11 seconds. <laughs> That's a new record. <laughs> oh, we got man. t-shirts. We got some t-shirts. Hey, listen. The t-shirts have been going amazing. We want to thank everyone for all their support. We appreciate... Everybody who's bought a shirt, helping us support, one, the podcast, two, uh, Russell Like a Girl Foundation or organization. We're going to make a nice, sizable donation um, from all of your help. We're, we're down to 27 shirts left. Um, we got about... Started at 100, down to 27. Started at 110. Oh, excuse me, 110, down to 27 in like a week and a half. Yeah, no, it's been amazing. Um, we're actually going to have about 15 of them on us in Pittsburgh. So if you want a shirt and you're out there, hit us up. We'll make sure we take care of you, but our sizes are limited. I think when it comes to black, we got some larges and and uh, extra larges, and when it comes to reds, we got a you know a smaller two. We got some larges, some extra larges, uh, maybe a double XL, and I think we still got a triple XL as well. We got um, that triple XL, baby. You always got to keep a triple XL in your back pocket. Keep a triple XL in your back pocket. Kind of like Jason Nolf does with a foot sweep. Ooh. So anyway. Thanks again for everyone. If you do want a shirt or you are interested, you know how to hit us up. Please do so. We'll get you taken care of right away. A couple of shout-outs. One, got to say thank you to our boy Jeremy Lanham. Man, oh, Jeremy. your interactive brackets have been nothing short of amazing. You have saved my hand so many cramps this weekend. I thank you so much. My wife was wondering why I was sitting in uh, my office all night double-clicking the mouse. And uh, it was to fill out those brackets. You've done better. You, yeah, you, that was. You've that done was, better. That was pretty bad. Bad. Could have been much better than that one. <laughs> um, anybody else? Uh, shout out to everybody that's been leaving us reviews lately, uh, especially uh, Fish, as he I think he goes at Pish. On, Pish. 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 Looks. Oh, Not Pish. Pish. It is. Pish. Like, well, yeah, he's from Pennsylvania. Um, dude loves his Nittany Lions, but uh, we don't hate you for it. No, either. he took some time out to to um, um to to leave us a, re- a review. So that was awesome. Uh, a guy by the name of Superboy said that listen to the podcast on slow motion because it makes us sound sloshed until after about an hour because then for Ben is usually sloshed so he can speed it back up. And uh, Admittedly, I've done that myself yeah. before. And then a dude by the name of PN Wrestling who also gave us a, uh, a review. So shout out to the reviews. I really appreciate those mainly because of the fact that it, um, you know, it really boosts my ego. And and really, that's the important thing, guys, is we're here to boost Ben's ego. So anything that you can do to uh, 
to help help me out in that endeavor. We appreciate that because Ben is Ben when his ego has been stroked. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, one last thing. Hey, it's Monday night. Tournament starts Thursday morning, which means you still have time to order that number one fan guide there is jason bryant's wrestling preview guide go out there to wrestlingpreviewguide.com forward slash inside trip you still got time to get it you go to that link directly instead of spending twenty dollars you're going to spend about fifteen dollars you get a nice little discount we get a few dollars back in our pocket so i can help uh stroke ben's ego um if that's too complicated for you just go to uh matttalkonline.com find the link for the wrestling preview guide and there should be another link that says promo code just enter Inside trip, all one word. You get a five dollar discount. Dude, I started looking at that thing. It's amazing. It's like two hundred and thirty six pages, and it's got the interactive uh, table of contents. So you just like, oh, this is what I want to look at right now. Click on it, takes you right to it. Some and every like page at the bottom has like really cool stats. And it's I awesome. I went to the fantasy wrestling page, which guys, if you're gonna enter into a fantasy wrestling draft, get this thing. It's got some really neat stats that are more than just stats about people, but stats about how people perform in like certain seeds. Like, hey, the the, the eight seeds outperform the nine seed this many times. Or, you know, if you're going to pick for this, pick this. And I thought that was pretty neat. I think it's awesome. Yeah. It's funny. Um, We had somebody hit us up for a shirt, Todd Barger, uh, from Northeast Ohio, who just happens to be the nephew of uh, legendary Walsh Jesuit coach Bill Barger. Yes. And um, it's funny. He, he, he hit us back. He, he got Jason Bryant's preview guide, and he hit us back, and he was like, dude, this is the first year I've ever had it. This thing's amazing. And he was like, I, I grew up loving the, the Brian Brakeman report in Ohio. Report, he yeah. said, but this thing's awesome. And it's like, you know, Brakeman, I, I loved reading the Brakeman report in Ohio. His Who writing, did? the eloquence of his writing and the way he would, you know, talk about the kids was just awesome. But what JB puts out, if you are a stat nerd, dude, it is, it's honestly like uh, pornography for a stat nerd. Welcome to the jungle. We got fun and games. Yeah. All right. Um, Without further ado, should we just I mean, that's all we go got, balls maybe. deep into this bracket? That's all we got. Let's just go. Let's, Let's just do go. It. So, so what happens is the NCAA picks 14-way classes. They put 33 guys that are the best in the country into a bracket in each weight class, and then they say, you're going to wrestle to determine who the best wrestler is in the country per weight class. We now have those brackets, folks, and we're going to now tell you what we think is going to happen. Let's start with 125 pounds. Yeah, so there was a little bit of a shakeup. Yeah, obviously. I mean, we touched on that a bit, obviously, with the injury of Ryan Milhoff. First thing, we always talk about this when brackets come out for these type of tournaments, Ben. Anything with the seating that just struck you as, you know, this is bullshit. I didn't see much. Because there was a lot of grumbling about the seeds this time, this year. Oh, I know. Lots of grumbling. And I, 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 we- I didn't see it. I didn't. I, I, Lee at three, Bresser at four sounds great to me. But you know what? Honestly... That was the one where you and I, before this, we talked, how can they seed Lee above Bresser? Oh. You know I mean? Bresser, one loss on the year, 6-4 to four in sudden victory to Sebastian Rivera at Cliff Keen. Spencer Lee, three losses, yeah. got pinned by Pichonino, no, two I, by I, I comple- Look, I completely over... I, I, I just kind of oversimplified this in, in my excitement to dive in. You're exactly right. We did talk about that. And, and you're right. They got it wrong there. Bresser should be the three. Lee should be the four. I'm sorry. I... That was no, it's okay. No, I ruined. I, you gave me a softball, and I ruined. It. I did. I mean, and literally, I, I put that shit on a tee for you, and was like, "Here, man." Yeah, no, because honestly, I mean, you know, there could be a, str- a, a not a strong argument, but an argument that Mueller could actually even be the four, um, and Lee would be the five. Uh, I don't. Under, you know I don't what? know how they. I don't know how we belabored the point significantly to the point where I remember um, us saying that 
it was a foregone conclusion that Bressler was going to be the three. Absolutely. And honestly, look, I'm okay with Mueller being the five seed. I really am because he came into the season late. His quality of wins are not up there with the other guys. I just don't see how you seed Spencer Lee over Bressler other than the fact that, look, the seeding committee just didn't want Spencer Lee and, and, uh, and Rivera on the same yeah. side of the bracket, to be honest with you, my man. But let me tell you something. I'm not sure that Ronnie Bressler is that concerned. I, I, I mean, he took Sebastian Rivera to OT at, um, at Cliff Keene. And Piccinini ain't no freaking slouch. No. So I think Bresser's like, cool. You know, I think it's six in one hand, half dozen in the other in terms of the better guy here. You know, in, in terms of what side you'd rather be on. Oh, no. I, yeah, I'm definitely picking up what you're putting down. Um, I think this weight class, man, Ben, we've talked about it all year long, bro. In the beginning of the season, we thought this was going to be a boring weight. I think this, the way this weight class is shaped up, the way this bracket's you know panned out, this is going to be uh, – a fun one to watch So let's just get started off man Yeah really from like the Oh sorry go ahead No go ahead let's I was just gonna say really from the second round Moving on I didn't see a ton of first round Things that really got me ex- Extremely excited Maybe if you want to talk about a Rayvon Foley versus Rico Montoya Because I know that Rayvon is, isn't 100% Other than that I didn't see a ton In the first round that That really piqued my interest But I tell you what There's uh, four bouts in the second round That I am really excited about You know Obviously, I think one of the big first-round matches that everyone was looking forward to watching was Milhoff and Moisey. Two AAs battling yes, out in the first yes. round. Um, you know, both guys have battled injuries. Um, uh, Milhoff being 2-1 and one over Moisey, but uh, Moisey, I'm sorry, uh, winning the last match 2-1 to one in 2016. So that was one everybody was looking for. I do agree with you. There are plenty of second-round matches to look forward to, man. Talk to me about yours, bud. I mean, dude, let's start out with Foley versus Arugia. Now, look, we're going to talk a lot about the 8-9s, right? 8-9s, 7-10 are always fire matches. Right, right. But this one in particular, I mean, if Rayvon Foley wasn't injured— Now, I don't know the extent of his injury, so I picked Arugia to win this match just because of my concern. But if it was just head-to-head and I thought they were both firing on all cylinders, give me Rayvon Foley here. Um, really? I, I, yeah, I didn't end up even, I mean, even— Regardless, you you would pick Foley like if he's healthy. Regardless, yeah, I really I really would. I think that he's got the ability to get to the legs on anybody, and he's actually gotten a lot better on his top game this year, like a lot better. So, um, I think that's a match. That's a match with two guys that, or I mean, legitimate chances to finish high. I mean, both of those guys could finish top four. I, and I you know top four, top five. I mean, uh, yeah. Do they have the talent to finish top four, top five? Yes. Do I expect out of them this year? Not really. Look, Rayvon Foley's still a guy that, regardless, it's his second year as a sophomore. He didn't make it on the podium last year. Um, I'm not sure I, I would feel comfortable picking a Rougeau over, I mean, Foley over a Rougeau, even if Foley was healthy. And I, I mean, look, I, I'm a big Foley fan. I think it's hard to get past the fact that, that a Rougeau just lost his last match in the EIWA finals against Patrick Glory. But prior to that, do you remember uh, how great? Arujao looked when he just freaking was dominating Glory in their previous match and then stuck him. I mean, come on. I don't know, man. Um, I got Arujao winning this match as well. Um, though I, I still think I would pick Arujao even if Foley was, was, was I mean, fully healthy. Foley was rolling this year until that one loss to um, Hildebrandt. And then since then, you know, he's medical forfeited a decent amount, um, you know, at the Big Ten tournament. So it, it's hard to tell where he is health-wise. Um but you know, I think that I think that that's 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 probably one of my favorite matches in the second round here. You know, another one for me, and it doesn't look that way on paper. And man, 
I really wish it was rather was Fosvers pitch because I think it would have much better storyline. But I still think Fosvers Lee is something to talk about. Now Fos is gonna be coming off the scale still, but it's gonna be a night round. It's gonna be a night match, but so I guess he's not coming off the scale. But he can't get too big, you know, before his next weigh in. It's gonna be interesting to see how Fos does on a three day weigh in again. Fos and the weight cut are always gonna be an issue, but I, I guess. If you're a senior like Foz who's never been on the podium, look, you can't even worry about the next day till you get to the next day. And you got to take that whatever matches in front of you. So it's like, look, get as big as you want to get. However, you got a big you got to get to beat a guy like Spencer Lee, and then you're going to spend the night cutting weight, my man. Because if Foz can beat Spencer Lee in that second round match, he's basically looking at a Sean Russell to All American, and that's definitely a winnable match for Sean Foz. Winnable. Not saying it's a given, but winnable. Yes. I agree with you. I, I think this whole Milhoff thing going down, uh, in my opinion, it hurt Foz the most. I actually liked Foz to pull the upset against Piccinini in that second round. Um, I think you go back to the last year's tournament. Foz is kind of a forgotten guy, all right? He, yeah. he took a silver at U23s. Um, this year... Six pounds heavier than he's at wrestling right now. Totally get it. But this year, they did something different with him this year that they didn't do last year. He only wrestled, what, 13 matches going into the tournament, and half of those matches were at 133. So saving his body a little bit. I think they recognized that, hey, last year, the way he just fell apart at NCAAs, okay? But you know what? Had he gone up against Piccinini, hey, there's another guy that fell apart last year at NCAAs. Oh, by the way, Foz is one of the guys that helped him do that. Foz beat him last year. They were over in Italy, I believe, for that dual meet. And, um, I mean, Foz just outscrambled Piccinini in every position, and I was extremely shocked at that match, that he, that he, that he, that he, beat, that he beat Pitch in that match. I believe that's when, when they wrestled, right? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm almost positive that's the case. Um, what do you think about Glory versus Fleetwood? Second round, you got this KG senior versus a freshman True who's never been to the big dance. I can smell a little bit of an upset there. I like Glory to win that match. To be honest with you, I, I think um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if Fleetwood was to pull the upset there, but I do like Glory to win that match. What do they always say, man? The cream rises to the crop, right? The cream rises to rise the, the top. Rise to the top. The cream, they don't always say the cream rises to the crop. They don't say it, bro. They don't. We've been drinking too long. They, they don't say the cream rises to the crop, and I'm just going to let does. you know that right now. The crop of corn makes cream of corn. <laughs> All right, man. So what, what's your quarters looking like then, baby? What, what, what's your quarters looking like? You want to know who I got in the quarters? Who I got clear in the quarters? Who you got clear in the quarters? Uh, and obviously, I want so to. So my hear semis, it. basically, man, I got Rivera over Arujao. I got Mueller pulling the upset over Bresser. <laughs> yeah, no, you do. I got Lee over uh, Sean Russell, and then I've got uh, Piccinini over Glory. Who do you got? Same, baby. You got Mueller pulling the upset as well. Oh no, 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 no! Excuse me, I got Bresser winning. <laughs> Thank you for calling me on that. Oh, so you went chalk? Nah, I, I, Bresser, Bresser don't get ridden, dude. He doesn't? No, Bresser does not get ridden. Bresser got out on Spencer Lee last year. And that dude, he going to dance on Jack Mueller. All right. Gonna I dance like it. On I him. like it. Uh, your finals, who you got, bud? Rivera Lee. Of course. Who you got winning it? Spencer Lee. <laughs> Why am I doing this? We just had a conversation last podcast. Are we... Can we I, pick Spencer Lee hey, in the postseason I said, anymore? I said I was TBD. TBD. I said I was to be determined, and I just made the determination. Spencer Lee, I can't unsee it. Man, I'm sorry. I, I thought can't you- unsee last year. Look, Spencer Lee lost in the final or in the semis last year to Nathan Tomasello. And um, off that lefty high C, 
And then he came back, and he just rolled in that tournament. Now, I know he probably looked better last year than he does this year. But I just – look, he was in that match to beat Rivera. I think he was up 3-0 with, like, a minute left in the third period. Or, or you know, or at some point. And he just – he he, he windled. It, I don't see it happening again. All right. No, I can I, – look, Ben, I can respect that. You know, it's funny that you say that because you and I, we come at this sport in completely polar opposite directions. You are the guy that watches the wrestling so closely. You – you really pay attention to the finer details of it, and I'm the guy that looks at the stats. My big thing is one of my favorite sayings in life is stats don't lie. The statistics do not lie. And I think when it comes to to Rivera and Lee, you can actually manipulate the statistics between those two to, to support whatever argument that you want to support. But I've watched them wrestle twice this year, and I know you have too as well. And if there's one thing that I can confidently say is that Sebastian Rivera looked like the better wrestler in both of those matches. He did. And I would Definitely did. fight somebody if they wanted to disagree with no, me. No, he looked better. He looked better. He and was I able can't to take him get down. that I can't get that out of my head. So I like Rivera to pull the hat trick this year against Spencer Lee. But but let's not like just sit here and disrespect Piccinini should have went to Rutgers. I mean, we're picking Lee over Piccinini. Piccinini was able to get out on Lee. Piccinini was able to get in on his legs. You know that that's it's no foregone conclusion that that Mr. Lee here uh, makes the finals. So you basically just de-supported. No, your what I'm saying is, Lee. I'm excited I, to I'm watch glad. that freaking semifinals match. Is all I'm. I'm excited to, to watch it as well. I, you know, I'm I'm really excited to watch that match again. And even if I can just back up for a second, one of the matches I'm most excited for to watch in this bracket, honestly, is that quarterfinal bout between Mueller and. I think that has the potential to be such an amazing match. You're talking about contrasting styles. Bresser being quick on his feet. He's a great scrambler. He's got he's very athletic, got great attacks. Mueller is a big, strong guy. He's very tough on top. He's got great defense. Which one is gonna break, man? Which one? And I I'm really excited to see that match unfold. Yeah. And in and, and one more quarter, Glory versus Piccinini. Last time they wrestled, I think that Glory got all the takedowns. Piccinini just turned them. A lot. So I mean a lot. If but yeah, but if you can make that adjustment, again, this 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 weight class is really exciting, and I think the Piccinini's got a little bit of a tough draw, drawing glory there in that quarter. A dude who's been able to get to his legs and take him down. So, what's your blood round looking like? All right, so my blood round is looking like Fleetwood versus Mueller. I got Mueller winning. Foz versus Rougeau. I got a Rougeau winning. Michael McGee from ODU with Patrick Glory. Patrick Glory winning and Rayvon Foley versus Sean Russell. And I got Mr. Consummate, dude that just beats everybody he's supposed to, Sean Russell winning that match to get on the podium again after uh, not doing so last year. What about you? We essentially have the same blood round except I got Fleetwood versus Bresser. Look, I like Bresser to win that match. Um, Foz and Arugia, but I got Foz winning that match. Ooh. Uh, Michael McGee, Pat Glory. I got Pat Glory winning that match. And then, uh, again, Rayvon Foley, Sean Russell. Um, I actually like it. Look, if Foley is anywhere uh, at, you know, close to health, I like Foley to win that match. So those are my All-Americans. And if I was going to give you my placers, I've got Sebastian Rivera, number one, Spencer Lee, number two, Jack Mueller coming in at third over Ronnie Bresser, fourth. They get a rematch from the quarterfinal match. I got Piccinini at fifth. 
Glory sixth, and then Sean Foz and Rayvon Foley coming in seven and eight. All right, man. I got Lee winning it all, becoming a two-time champ over Sebastian Rivera, who improves on his placement from last year and takes second. Nicholas Piccinini, who I think is just one of the best, most improved wrestlers at this weight, taking third. Bresser fourth. Russell fifth. Arujao sixth. Mueller seventh, all the way down there. And Patrick Glory taking Eighth. You love just shitting on Mueller, don't you? Uh, if you he know, wasn't maybe, on my fantasy, fantasy team, I, I team. think, yeah, I, think I know I like is. Mueller, but I got, I got, a, I got Mueller versus Arujao in the Conti quarters, and I got Arujao winning that match. What you want me to say about it, son? What you want me to say about Nothing, it? Nothing. I love it. That's what I got. Let's go one thirty-three. All right, that sounds good. This has the potential to be a fire bracket. Um, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on the seating on this one. I mean, seeding, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say except for the fact that I, I, I think they got it right. All I right. Think, I think they got it right. I think that, I think that Steven Meechik deserves the two seed. Now, am I happy with the fact that he injury defaulted out and still, and still got that? And did I think he was going to be somewhere around the five? Yeah. But, you know, as long as he's, as long as he's capable of wrestling, I, He's done enough this year to show to prove to me that he he's worthy of that two seed. I mean, he beat he beat uh, uh, Suriano. Now, and I'm talking about based on the way that, 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 that they they seeded it this year. Now, if we if we want to start making the discussion that medical forfeits count as a loss, even if they don't count as a win for another guy, but they count as a loss. Okay, then then we can really make that discussion. But at this point. Ben, you know what? I, I really don't disagree with you. You know my only beef with this year's seating in the brackets? Inconsistency? Inconsistency. Right. There was no consistency from weight class to weight class. One guy medical forfeits, he gets rewarded. Another guy medical forfeits, he gets, you know, basically uh, penalized for it. I, there's There was no consistency from, from weight to weight, and I don't like that. I don't like it at all, to be truthfully honest. But, you know what? Enough about that. Let's get into this bracket, man. Talk to me about some of the good first-round matches in this one. I mean, I'll tell you one right off the bat that I really want. Yeah, can't give me wait one, to see I'm, is, I'm, I'm uh, just... Sean Nickel versus Matt Schmidt is, is a first-round match I can't wait to see. Okay. I, I think that has the potential to be a really good one. Um, I think another one as well is Corbin Myers versus Josh Tayrow, the 14-15, yes. I think, or the 14-19. I think that those two matches could be great first-round matches. Corbin Myers, the guy that gave Philippi. freaking Philippi one of his only losses on the year. I mean, <laughs> going against Josh Tayrow, who last year – was kind of like everybody's little darling sleeper, but this year, kind of, you know, people kind of forgot about. I think him. people forgot about. They forgot this, about dude. him. He's twenty four and five going into this tournament as the nineteen seed, dude. Those are great first round matches. I got Tayrod winning that match. I got Tayrod winning that ah, match. I'll tell you one that I'm excited about, and you know what? This dude needed a freaking wild card to get in, but give me Mario Guillen. Versus Roman you Bravo. love yeah. Mario Guillen. I do. Ever since we watched him win an Iron Man title, you love Mario Look, I like Guillen. Mario Guillen. He's from Ohio, He's and he wrestles for the University of Ohio. And I got Roman Bravo Young winning that match. But but I think that Mario Guillen's got some goods. Got the goods. He's an Iron Man champ. Hot dog. <laughs> Man. You know? I mean. <laughs> what you want me to say? I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I oh, will, I'm I will, sorry. I, no, no, no. I will... <laughs> Look, I'm no, sorry no. that your first round matches are so much better than mine. That's not what it is. 
<laughs> but I mean, you like, McGee, and I'm replacing it. You're like he was an Iron Man champ. Like Robin Bravo Young was he like like a rural medalist? <laughs> he was like a world silver medalist. <laughs> he was Iron Man champ. No offense, we never sniffed the Iron Man until they finally let us in after we bought tickets. Hey, hey. but <laughs> all I'm saying is don't sleep on Mario Gian, baby. I got Mario Gian making a run, son. I do. I got Gian making a I, run. I knew filling out these brackets you would. <laughs> How about Austin Gomez versus Brandon Patel? Look, I, I, I mean, I know Patel's got 11 losses on the year, but he did beat Ernesty. Um, he's beaten some decent guys, and I don't think he's lost to a lot of guys that are very bad. I think that's. Um, I think it has the potential to be a decent first round yeah. match. Look, anytime you're wrestling a Lehigh guy, you know those guys are going to come to scrap. Now, lately it seemed like they're a little hit and miss. At the national tournament, but I don't hate you for saying that. What about some second round matches? Oh, dude, I mean, talk about Luke Pletcher versus Montoria Bridges. That's two freaking returning All Americans. Pletcher has wrestled Bridges, I think, twice before. He's beaten them both times. Both times have been tight. Montoria okay, Bridges guys. has the ability to keep matches close with pretty much everybody he wrestles. He really does. But he does have skills. All-American last year, right? Yeah, he was an All-American last year. So I like Pletcher to clear there because it could be some um, Ohio homerism there. But I tell you what, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if Montori Bridges wins that match. The way Pletcher's been wrestling lately, it wouldn't shock me. And I bet you a lot of brackets have that being their upset sleeper. I'll tell you a second-round match that I'm going to be on pins and needles watching. Can't wait to watch. I mean, this is going to be... to think that we get two guys that between them have three All-American finishes, a third, a, a second, a third, and a fourth. Ethan Lezak and Tariq Wilson that's in the right. second round. That match right there, that's a match that typically in a lot of years you would think that you're going to catch in the semifinals. Quarters to semis, right? in the second round. I, that right there is going to be amazing. And you talk about contrasting styles, that's going to be a fun one. It is, but, this, but the fact of the matter is they're both still like six feet tall. You know what I'm saying? These, you're going to have two lengthy dudes rolling around on the mat. Both can scramble a little bit. Um, and I got Lezak winning that match. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming you, th- you think he's just going to get on top and work him? You think he can withstand Tariq's offense? I, I, I don't know if it's going to matter, bro. I think that he's long enough and he's scrambly enough to maybe only get taken down once or twice. And then he's going to freaking put that thumbs up in the air. He's going to get on top. And he's going to crunch that little body up. Because Lezak's so... Le- or, excuse me, Lezak's had trouble turning the bigger guys at this weight class that have been kind of like, you know, stocky. Tariq Wilson ain't that stocky. Tariq Wilson is the opposite of stocky. I think he can get on and just go to work. I think that's a really good point. I've got Lezak winning that match as well. I don't know. I just – it's postseason Lezak, and anybody that hasn't recognized it yet, it's it's a different Lezak. Look – I didn't expect Lezak to finish third in the Big Tens last week, and he went out and did it. I mean, just dominating an Austin DeSanto who Ooh. beat the shit out of him earlier in the he year. He really did. It was a closer him. match. Embarrassed him. him bad. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, clo- it wasn't let me, close. Let me rephrase that. He beat him up. You know he what I mean? Oh, for sure. And Lezak got that revenge on him. Um, you know, I think our boy I think our bro- boy Earl sent us out a text today. It basically said, like, at NCAAs, Lezak has outplaced his seed by at least four spots, by an average of four sp- spots. That's crazy. So what's he going to do, make the finals? I, I don't I think, think he, so I think he meant in total, like between the two oh, okay, years. Gotcha, between gotcha, the two gotcha, years, gotcha. you know, you add the seeds up, you add his place up, you do a little division, equals four. This this weight class, by the way, has the best second-round matches in the, in the tournament. Oh, of course. DeSanto, Roman Bravo, Young. 
I mean, we just saw that at the Big Tens. DeSanto put in some freaking work to the point where Roman Bravo Young, I forgot about this until I heard um, Flow Radio Live saying it. Roman Bravo Young wrestled with his left arm behind his back for like half a period because he did like this. He didn't want to get carried. carried. (laughs) I mean, dude, DeSanto put it to him. But it can be flipped only because normally a match that's that dominant where a guy gets beat up that bad, I'm like, that, that can't be flipped. But when all you need to do is focus on stopping one thing, and it really significantly limits what DeSanto can do, because, yeah, yes, of course, we all know DeSanto has more than one takedown. But Ramu Baba Young, RBY, got beat on his one takedown like three times in the first period. If he can stop that and not allow that to happen, he can flip this match. I'm not picking it. I'm picking DeSanto's pace to clear that. But that and... And I'm, we, you can talk about that match, but also Gomez versus Philippi. This, this guys, ladies and gentlemen, this is the best second round of the tournament right here. I, I agree with you, man. And speaking of Gomez versus Philippi, what are your thoughts on this match? I think Philippi's been that guy, honestly, all year. I've been waiting for the, uh, I've been waiting for the clock to strike midnight, and the, you know, the princess to turn back. Right. Into the, the other shoe to drop. Other maid, you, know, you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, the other shoe to drop, and it really hasn't happened. I mean, he had a he had a slip up against Corbin Myers. If you call that a slip-up, losing to a top 15 guy, I mean, a lot of dudes, a lot of guys that aren't, you know, the Kyle Dakes or whatever in the world, look, they're going to they're gonna drop a match to a top 15 yeah. guy during the season. People drop matches. It is what it is. Yeah. Philippi, by the way, the guy that gave Dayton Fix his only loss on the season. Right. So talk to me about this match and a little bit more on how you see these guys coming out. Well, I see Austin Gomez going crazy. I see Philippi taking him down about three or four times. Then I see Austin Gomez going even crazier. And then either he's going to headlock or lat drop Philippi and pin him, or Philippi's going to pick him apart. Where Philippi has what we call the game changer in this household, don't we? The significant ability to ride on top. Really good on top. Can throw some legs. Not a great turner. Right. But he's a great rider. I, you know, I, I think that I think that he gets by Austin Gomez, and I really don't think it's close. Am I crazy to think that I don't even think it's close? And, and, and I like Gomez. I think Philippi, for first of all, Gomez is that guy. He's every fan's dream to watch. You want to watch this guy go out and battle. Absolutely want to go out and watch him battle. I still can't get that match out of his head against Austin DeSanto in the Iowa-Iowa State duel where not only is Gomez right. beating him, but he knew he needed to pin him basically for Iowa State to win the match, and he was going balls to the wall on it. Lat drops, headlocks. Coach has got to love that and hate that. Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. Coach has got to be like, dude. You're winning. Why are you trying to throw lead drops? But at the same time, I think when you're wrestling a guy like Philippi, that's a bad, bad strategy, man. Yeah. And Philippi's a solid guy who can who can shut you down and pick you apart. And, and I agree with you. I think that's that's what's going to happen. Give me who do you got clearing to the semis, man? So I got Dayton Fix over Ernesti, and after their last duel, it, I don't think that's a question. I think Dayton Fix inside tripped him twice. Boy, is this next one tough. Mickey Phillippe beat Pletcher, I think, by one. Two to one. Yeah, two to one at the um, Cliff Keen. At the Cliff Keen. And Pletcher wasn't wrestling bad then. Pletcher had beaten Lezak then. Pletcher had beaten some guys. Pletcher's not on his, not on his um, game as much right now. That said, I think can I, that— Can I make one little correction? Yeah, go ahead. Pletcher wasn't on his game as much. I think Pletcher has picked up his offense as of late. Okay. Yeah, I guess he did just beat RBY. Um, you know, guys, you fucking listen to this podcast. You know who I'm gonna pick. It's a Luke Pletcher. But um, man, 
that's that's about all I can say about that is that I'm picking Luke Pletcher because I, I like Luke Pletcher. But uh Philippi's got Philippi's the favorite. Um I, I got ain't mad at you, man. You don't gotta, yeah, yeah, you don't yeah, gotta yeah, yeah. start crying over it. It's okay. <laughs> I feel bad. I ain't mad at you. Yeah, I got Nikki Seriano to beat the shit out of Lezak again. That dude is just a fuego dude. And um I got uh Steven Meechik to beat DeSanto as long as he doesn't get Kamord. Uh, my semis are the exact same, man. Exact same. Man, we are just really fucking intriguing it here. Yeah, so like, honestly, we're like... Yeah. <laughs> on this podcast. Hey, it's the one, two, three, and five. <laughs> That's what I had in the last one. You had one, two, three, and four in the last one. Can we one. at least have Tayrao make a run or something? Come on. All right, so my blood round, man. I got Roman Bravo Young versus Mickey Philippi. Yep. I got Philippi clearing that one. Same here. I've got Hey, Tariq I'll knock Wilson. you on that one. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I got Tariq Wilson against John Ernesti. Same here. Um, I got my boy John Ernesti getting on that podium for the first time this year. Mm. I, I won't interrupt you too much, but I got Tariq. I got Tariq finding his way. That's there. okay. Uh, Montori Bridges and Austin DeSanto. I think Austin DeSanto gets it done. He gets on the podium this year, assuming he does not um, uh, do something egregious to a, a fan in the back room or you know on the streets in between sessions. Um, <laughs> and then I've got I got Ethan Lezak over Sean Nickel. Yeah, I got Ethan Lezak over uh, Mario Guillen. So oh, got, we both picked a little couple sleepers there. Yeah. All right, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, got, I got Guillen losing. Ain't giving no. No love for Chaz Tucker. I got Gian losing first round, beating Tucker. I know, isn't that suck too? Because Tucker's pretty good. <laughs> but I got Gian losing first round, then beating Tucker, and then beating Nickel, who dude is legit. And then um, losing to, I mean, God, that is gonna be a nightmare if, he, if Gian has to wrestle Lezak. Who do you who do you have? You had Nickel wrestling Gian or Lezak? I mean, I did. Yeah, and I got Lezak winning that match. Um, yep. So we are basically just, this is going to be a boring podcast. Nah, it's not going to be boring. Um, when it's all said and done, I've got Nikki Seriano as the champion over Dayton Fix. I've got Michich finishing third over Ethan Lezak. Pletcher at fifth over Mickey Philippi. John Ernesti. I'm sorry, and Austin DeSanto over John Ernesti. What do you got as your All-Americans? I got Fix winning it, baby. I got Fix winning it on a hands-to-the-face call in triple overtime. <laughs> Over Nikki Siriano. Uh I got Lezak beating Michik. Mr. March. And then I got uh, Pletcher beating Philippi again. Lezak beating Michik. Yeah, I got it. Wow. And I got Michik. Michik was my pick to win it. He was. Now, well, again, with the injury that we believe he has, it's, it's, it's going to be tough for him to win it. I hope he does, to be honest with you. I really hope he does. Um, and then I got... Uh, uh, Pletcher over Philippi, and then DeSanto beating Tariq, the freak. You want to know my hot take of this bracket? Give me that hot That take. people can just beat me up about? Yeah. I got Austin Gomez going one and two. Um, I got him losing to Corbin Myers on the backside. Let's see. Where does he Where does he fall? I do, too. You got him going one and two? Yeah, I got him losing to Corbin Myers. I got Corbin Myers losing first round. So you do, too, obviously. Yep. Man, I hate you. And then I've got uh, Corbin Myers beating Dylan Duncan. And then I've got him. We spent way too much time. And I got him beating Gomez. We spent way too much time together. And then I got Montori Bridges beating Corbin Meyer. Let's go 141. (laughs) Is that what you had? Yeah, let's go 141. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hot take. (laughs) That was your hot take. (laughs) That's my hot take. We spent way too much time together. (laughs) I'm just. I'm not even going to read my brackets anymore. I'm going rogue. 
<laughs> I got AC Headley clearing at the finals, baby. Um, can I get a dinner bet on that one? No. Oh. Who got in, who, who got in a pigtail? Oh, you know I'm taking Lapari. I love Peter Lapari. Peter Lapari, just the name. Dude, he's 12 and 12, but that dude will scrap. Oh, you know he's trying to get to 500. You know he's trying to finish the year out 500. <laughs> I root for Lafari every time I watch him. And I'm not joking. I watch him. That dude is like, he scraps hard. Anyways. All right. Any uh, any seating conundrums you noticed in this weight class? Actually, I thought it was seated pretty damn well, to be honest with you. Yeah, I did too. I mean, really, I, I think they gave people what they deserved. I think there's a case to be made that maybe you put Ironman four instead of five, but Auburn has the win over Ironman, even though Ironman's got the better record and probably – Maybe some overall better wins, but other than that, I I think they hit it pretty well in this weight. Yeah, I think Albert's probably had the best season he's ever had this year. For I think sure. I think that's a fair point. Yeah, I think it's a very fair point. And I think when when seeding committees are looking at four or five, I don't think that they're extremely. Cons- like, look, I mean, I think that if if somebody's gonna if, if if there's a hill to die on, it ain't the four or five, right? No, no, not at all, not right. at all. So, um, you know, I thought that the you know maybe for first for a little Ohio ties, I thought that um, uh, Dom Demas versus um. Mitch Moore. Um, Mitch Moore is going to be a nice little interesting first round match. Both both guys aren't scared to you know mix it up a little bit, go upper body. I mean, I like Demas to to win that match pretty comfortably. But uh, I mean, you're talking about a red shirt freshman against a true freshman. Right. I think Mitch Moore has done uh, very. He's done a fantastic job this year, filling in for his brother at that weight class. I think he was what runner up or third place at, at ACC. Second, second. Okay, yeah. yeah. So runner up, runner up at ACC's. Um, I think for Ohio ties, this has the potential to be a really good match. But I'll tell you what, one of my first round matches to watch, and this one is going to be Ian Parker. I got and Chad you, hot Red. dog. I know. Um, I was leaving that one for you. I appreciate that. I was that. leaving that one for you. I mean, Ian Parker is a guy that has handed some really good guys losses this year. I think, including Tom how about Demas, last year too. Um, including Dom Demas. I think he also has a win over Cade Brock this year. Last year, here's the guy that beat Dean Heil. There you go, hot dog. You got Chad Red coming in last year as an All-American as a freshman. Again, with Chad Red fell season. off, bro. And then all of a sudden, that, Big that motherfucker up. just decided he just wanted to up. start wrestling. Yeah. His dad was in the stands. He was like, look, kid, wake up. Yeah. It's tournament time. I got Ian Parker winning that match. I got Chad Red winning the match. Oh, my God. And I think it all boils down. I think they're trending in opposite directions right now. Yeah. Remember, I was stocked down on Ian Parker yeah. a couple weeks ago, and you said yeah. you would buy some of that stock. Well, you know, I'm, now I'm buying some Chad Red stock. It's a fickle market. It's a fickle market. I bought it and I sold it <laughs> at a profit. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, you know, that. I, I guess I probably would have thought a little bit harder if the, if the, if the winner didn't have to wrestle Yanni, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, but uh, the winner's got Yanni, so. Um, the, the, you know that, another first-round match that I think has the potential to be interesting? Tell me it's Kyle Shoot versus Matt Finley. It's really not. It's Cade Brock and Brian Lantry. And I think that— Brock just beat the shit out of Lantry. I 10 sti- to 3. I still think it has the ability to be interesting. <laughs> Look, Brock's seated 15th for a reason. Lantry 18th. These are two guys. I mean, look, Brock is not having the best of years. And, again, this is tournament time. It can be interesting. And I swear to God, if Brock, if, if Lantry beats him, I'm going to turn around and smack you in the face. <laughs> you can't. We'll be in press row. Dog. I'm still going to smack you. you can't I can't cheer. As they say, I can't smack my partner. I really do think that um, – and I'm not, we're not going to beat, beat, beat the dead horse, but I like shoot versus Finley first round, and I got Finley to make that upset. But – um. Second round, you know, not quite. The Is it an upset by seeding? I mean, Finley's been ranked in the top ten all year. He I just know. hasn't wrestled. And Shoop's actually, dude, Shoop will put up some points. I think he's leading the. Um, Shoop, Shoop, Shoop. Doop. 
Shorty, get down. Wait, that's a different song. Uh, <laughs> what is that? Then they got me going all over down. Hey, we got some uh, we got some bad reviews about the, the singing. We might want to stop. No, because of you. I think he was just being that kind. He actually sent me a private message that I was just being kind. That's not true. That ain't true. Um, there, there's dude second round matchups. There's a couple that I enjoy. Um, I'm not gonna let you steal my thunder, so I'm gonna take Kid Rock versus Joey McKenna. I'm not interested in that match. Just because Kid Rock's on your fantasy team, I'm not interested. What do you in that mean, Kid Rock's a freaking two time All American versus another two time All American? I saw that match at the All Star Classic. It wasn't close. Was Fine. What about Dom Demas versus Kane and Store? I think that's interesting. Oh, I think that's going to be a really good match, and I honestly think Dom Demas flips the match that took place at CKLV. Five three was it? Five three? Uh, five three four two something like yep, that. And I got Dom Demas winning too. I'm glad that we hang out together. Yeah. And Tristan Moran, Mikey Carr, Mikey Tristan Moran put it on him nine four at the Bigs. I like, Moran, I like him to win it again. Yeah, is the 11 seed going to get all the way to the quarters and basically, you know, put himself in a position to All-American? I think so. Honestly. And look who he's got. In the bottom half, Ben, hey. I'm not going to lie. In the bottom half, I, it's, it's an all-Big Ten quarter. Bro, look who Tristan Moran's got if he beats Mikey Carr. Nick Lee. Who's he beating this year? Now, Nick Lee who just put the, it on him at Big Ten. I know, but yeah. yo, 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 yo. It's worth, is it worth mentioning? I mean, I guess. Man, this is like... You just hate wrestling. I don't hate You're wrestling. You're just like Yanni D versus Joey McKenna, and that's all I want to talk about. No, I got Jaden Ironman. No, you fucking don't. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't. All right, who? what's your quarter looking like? Or what's your, what's your uh, semi looking like? Yeah, I got Yanni clearing to the semis over Dom Demas. I got Ironman clearing to the semis over Josh Alber. I think Ironman just shows up for tournament time. You think he gets it over him? I do. I think I got, I, I got Nick Lee over Tristan Moran, and then I got Joey McKenna over Mitch McKee. What about you? Pretty, same Let's thing. Let's just keep going. <laughs> All right. Um, in the finals, again, it's Yanni versus McKenna. Look, dude, who you got in this one? I got Yanni D, baby. Okay. He's too savvy. I, I like it. I like He's it. He's too savvy. Now, you, you know, got? Yanni is as savvy as could be, and I think that's a great pick, but I'm going to go Joey McKenna. Oh, why? What makes the, what makes you think that Joey McKenna, Mr. I'm going to get ankle picked when I've got, my, got Yanni's leg in the air is going to be able to beat him? We talked about this ad nauseum when they wrestled the last time. I think that match got off. It just went hey, you know, wrong from the get go. Two takedowns in like the first two minutes. Yeah. Honestly, you know, when Yanni is a hard righty lead, why are we trying to shoot high crotches to his left to that left that lefty high crotch when one of your best attacks is that right, you know, that righty or that lefty single to Yanni's right leg? I think it just look. I think McKenna is a very, very intelligent wrestler, high IQ, high wrestling IQ. I think he's going to learn a lot from that match. And I think, look, when it comes to that time, anything can go. Anything can happen in the finals. These two are two great wrestlers. and I, it, maybe, maybe it's a, a, home, a homerism pick. Maybe it's just a, a gut feeling. But I, I'm going to pick McKenna. And maybe it was just because I didn't want to pick the same guy that you were going to pick. That could be. Yanni Diagamalas, really hard to take down. He is. Especially his right, his right leg. So Joey got in a lot of those singles. Joey looked a little flat against Nick Lee on those singles. Hit bigs. He got in, and it was almost parallel. Instead of him being able to hit the corner, if you don't hit the corner on Yanni, it's going to be big trouble for you. B, where we thought Joey McKenna might be able to ride, maybe secure a riding time point, that was not the case in the dual meet. So he's negating his ability to ride. Now I think he gets able to get out against Yanni, but negates his ability to ride. I think Yanni Diakamahalis is just – his defense is just so hard to penetrate 
Joey was in so deep so many times, and what he was able to grab out of any of that was a reversal, one reversal versus three takedowns. I think that it's going to be a close match, and I think it's going to be an exciting match, but I think Yanni Dehakamahalis is going to be your national champ. Who you got in that blood round, boy? I got Josh Alber over Ian Parker. Dom Demas over Mikey Carr. Mitch McKee over Cam Kelly, our Dayton, Ohio boy. Cam Kelly making a run to the I blood round. I got Cam round. Kelly in the court, or in the blood round, too. I got Kane in store, making making it finally getting on that podium over Tristan, over Tristan Moran. Moran. We got the same thing? <laughs> no, not the same, but close. I got um, Josh Alber beating Cade Brock. I got Brock making a little bit of run, beating uh, Nicholas Gill there, and beating Chad. Oh, I got him beating Chad Red too. Um, I got uh, Dom Demas over Kyle Shoup. I got Kyle Shoup losing first round, then beating uh, Corey Shy, another Ohio guy, Jamel Morris, and Mikey Carr. Um, I got uh, Mitch McKee over Cam Kelly, and then I got uh, Store over Moran. Do you have Cade Brock All-American? No, I got him no. losing to Alper. Uh, yeah, I got him going one and two, man. You got him losing to Red? Or no, you got him losing to Parker. I got him beating Lantry. Yeah, me and too. And then dropping down and losing to Parker. Yeah, Parker. I got him losing to Red. Yeah. Um, so Red, Parker. Losing yeah. him to McKenna, losing to Parker. All right, anything else you got to mention about well, who this you one? Ch- give me your... Uh, Top eight, bro. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. Um, top eight. Here we go. I got Joy McKenna, Yanni D, Jay Nyerman over Nick Lee, Dom Demas going all the way to fifth over Mitch McKee, and then Kanan Store with Josh Alba for seventh and eighth. We're not going to make Penn State fans here. Yanni D over McKenna, Ironman over Lee, <laughs> Alba over McKee, and Store over Demas. I got Demas dropping to eight. I don't think... Ironman over Lee is that far-fetched. I mean, I really don't. Tell that to a Penn State fan. Tell that to a Penn State fan, and oh my God, see if you don't get hate mail. I And honestly, I love Nick Lee. I like Penn State wrestlers. God, we said this ad nauseum. We got him taking fourth, guys. Just, just, because, just because we live in Ohio doesn't mean we don't like Penn State wrestlers. I mean, Do Christ. sometimes we like to talk shit about Penn State because we know it pisses them off? Maybe. Uh, of course. It's what makes it fun. You know, at the same time, I mean, but look, Ironman, dude, Ironman's money. And if Nick Lee beats him, congrats. But I'm not going to be shocked if Jake Ironman beats Beats Nick Nick Lee. Lee. Right. You know, I'm just not. And that's the way I called it. And it's my damn brackets, and I can fill it out the way I want to. (laughs) They're like, let me fill out the bracket for you, and let me tell you how it's going to go. Pish, right? Is it our boy Pish? Our boy Pish. Our boy Pish would tell me, hey, he is the first to tell you when you're wrong about some Penn State. I tell you, so what? (laughs) How far you got Devin Schnupp going? On to 149. Again, my man, I'm going to ask you anything from a seating perspective that you didn't agree with. Um, wasn't... (laughs) You think Brock Mahler really deserved the four seed? There you go. I like those questions better. And yeah, I, I think he did. <laughs> okay. Well, because well, then I'm looking through it. Like, look, Brock Mahler's got two losses. He's got him to Deegan. He loses the same guy. You know, that's almost like it's like one. I hate to call it only one loss, but when they're looking at it in the seeding committee, they're like, all right, who'd he lose to? Deegan. Well, he's got two losses. Well, yeah, he lost to Deegan twice, but he's also beaten Gefeller and he's beaten, um, you know, other guys. I wish I would. I wish I had them off the top of my head. I don't. I, I think that I think that they did get it right. I mean, okay. Here's here's the question. Kalodzic is the five seed. I've you got. You can't give Kalodzic the four, right? I've got no issues with it. I was just asking. I mean, honestly, does Kalodzic have? I, 
if Kalodzic didn't have that loss against Parker uh, Parker uh, Crotman from Bucknell or whatever, I think that's his only bad loss on the year. Um, obviously, Jared Prince ain't a ain't a top notch loss. I mean, you always you always, five seed, you always tell me how man. high you are on Jared Prince, man. I'm surprised he's the five seed to be honest. With how you. about Matt? And I, I don't think they got this wrong, but like. At the beginning of the year, if you would have told me Max Thompson would have been the 15 seed going into the Nationals, I'd have been like, dude, you're crazy, man. All-American Max Thompson? I know. He's, but he, he's been beat up a couple times. Oh, right dude, yeah. So, bad. I know. But you know what? It's, 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 uh, I think this weight is sneaky. Oh, I like I'm, this can, weight. Can I be honest with you? I like this Look, weight a lot. This weight class, this bracket, literally, and I'm not exaggerating, gave me anxiety filling this out. Filling this out. Like, it. It gave me anxiety and to to the point to where like because you got all Americans seated fifteen, you got you got all matches, seated, you got all Americans seated twenty. Yeah, you got <laughs> you got you got Tommy Thorne hanging out who who was an all American seated twenty. Um, then you you start to get into some of these matches in the quarters and semis that are probably tugging on the little heartstrings a bit, you know. And it just it gave me some anxiety. But let's kick it off with the first round, man. A match that I can't wait to watch. Speaking of. Is the eighteen and fifteen Jared Prince Max Thompson? I think that match is going to be really, really good. And I'm going to tell you right now: give me my ginger, my fellow ginger, Jared Prince, to pull it out. <laughs> you got, you got, yeah, you pulled it, and I almost did. I almost pulled the trigger on Jared Prince, but I ended up picking Thompson. I don't know why, because I think Jared Prince might win this match. Um, th- that's a good one. The uh, one that's got a little intrigue to me is uh, the senior returning All American versus the freshman Artelona versus Tommy Thorne. Artelona, he's seated right outside the round of twelve. Um, I like this kid from Penn. Okay, I'm, keep going, my man. No, keep going. I, I like I'm so glad you Penn. brought this I, match I think, up. I think he's a gamer, and I think that he could be one of these guys that's a freshman that makes it to the podium. I really do. He, seated, you know, seated outside the top eight, and, and even outside the top twelve, who, who makes a little bit of a run this year. Um, I got him beating Tommy Thorne. I got Tommy Thorne, who doesn't want to play anymore. If I'm Tommy Thorne, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to look at this bracket, and I'm going to see that you put me in this little quad with two freshmen and Matthew Zovistoski from App State, and I'm going to take, and I'm going to pull my head out my ass. I'm going to stop pouting. I'm going to suck it up, put my balls in my back pocket, and I'm going to go out and win some matches. Because he can make the, the seeding gods looked down upon you and said, we feel sorry. Hey, yeah, they did. We feel sorry for you. So get your shit together and make the best of it. I got my boy Tommy Thorne making a little bit of a run in this tournament. You know, that one last, making that one last hoorah. And, and if he makes the quarters, you guys, Matt Kalatsik, a dude who's you know not been hot lately. I mean, if you guys I said see little run. I said little <laughs> run. <laughs> all of a sudden, you see all of a sudden you see Anthony Ashnault wrestling freaking Tommy Thorne in the semis on Friday night. Baby. I said little run. All of a sudden, Tommy Thorne's putting Anthony Ashnault on his back, and we're like, "Uh oh, that's his Native American name, Little Run." Okay, I don't know if that's legitimate or not to say on a podcast, but I'll go with it. Well, now you made me feel bad. No, I think it's fine. I'm just giving you a hard time. I see um, Tommy Thorne losing first round to Hartalona. <laughs> Obviously, I don't. <laughs> but I think it's going to be a good match. Yeah, but I think, and that's all I got to say about that. Um, what do you think about uh, Maruka Lugo first round? 
I mean, I, I think year, I think it has. Year, I think right? it's got the potential to be a really good match. I think it will be a great match because honestly, be honest with you, dude. NCAA Lugo has not been very impressive. But what happened to Maruka this year? He decided that he just was like, I'm going to go 16 and 12 after he lost his spot to to um, Sertis last year when he was having a pretty good year. I can't believe. You ever he's wonder if, if Maruka's cutting too much weight? Maybe can't beat the 57 pounder. I just uh, 57 pounder. Pack there would be Pack to layout. Nine yeah, seed. yeah I don't nine seed. Probably can't beat Pack to layout. I don't know. That's a that's a great honestly. That's a great question that I don't have the answer to because I'm just surprised that Maruka's had such a pedestrian season this year. After um, you know the uh, the um, I guess the expectations that we thought he was going to have after a, a really good freshman year. It's. I mean, look, we've we've talked about it multiple times this year. It's you know the Arizona State thing, man. Minus one or two guys, you know they 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 like to tease you. But speaking of Lugo, a match that I am really yes. looking forward to is that second round matchup: Caden Gefeller, Pat Lugo, a rematch of the Iowa State. I'm sorry, Iowa Oki State duel. Um, that that Lugo actually got the best of Gefeller. I think it was seven to four. Um, that was when Lugo looked really good. Got to his offense. Was hitting him some high crotches. Looked like the Lugo that we thought we were going to see this year. I I don't disagree with you. Um. I like Caden Gefella to right the ship in this rematch. And this is what I'm basically chalking that dual match up to. I, I think that was Caden Gefeller. You remember watching that match and how it looked like Gefeller was trying to just get too creative, too uh, flashy with the scramble situations and just not staying solid. And I think Lugo basically, you know, he took advantage of that and and came out on top in that match. I think that was Caden Gefeller, freshman, wrestling in his first Iowa, Oklahoma State duel, you know, trying to do too much. I think he's going to learn from that. I think his coaches will get him straight. And I like Caden Gefeller winning this match. You know, you look at some of their recent matches. I mean, uh, Jarrett Deegan, here's a guy that beat Pat Lugo 7-4, to you know, back in December. Um, Caden Gefeller just, I mean, basically sucked. He he sucked it up. Yeah, I, I'm going to continue to use put the put his balls in his back pocket. You got me hooked on that one. Yeah, you know, like in that, that match against you know Deegan in, at the Big Twelve in the Big Twelve Championship match, came from behind, won that match. I like D or Gefeller going into this tournament. I think I think he's going to do well. I think he really does right the ship in this match against Lugo. I, I don't think you agree with me though. Well, I mean, since, since okay, so you know Gefeller had those. Gefeller had you know a couple. I wouldn't call them slip-ups, but a couple of tough losses um, in mid-January, right? Where, or mid to late January. He lost to Mahler, bad, and he lost to Lugo. And, th- and then he goes out and he wins the Big 12. You know, not – I mean, in, I guess we can call it an impressive fashion. There wasn't a ton of – But can know, I say something, Ben? There. Yeah, go ahead. Honestly, look, I, I mean, I get where you're going with this, but Gefeller's got four losses on the year. Three of them are the, to, the, to the one – the the four and the five seeds. Well, he gave the one all he wanted too. Right, the one, the four, and the five seeds. The other one being the the seven, or I'm sorry, the ten seed Lugo. He doesn't have a bad loss this year. Did he hit some road bumps? Yeah, he did. But I think you would expect that from a freshman going up a weight. He, here's also a guy that won the Southern Scuffle uh, in, in relative ease, minus his you know Spitgate against. Uh, Mitch Feinsilver, one of our favorite wrestlers, you know, he won the Reno Tournament of Champions freaking with absolute ease. He's had other great wins this year as well. 
this is a guy that I don't think we've seen the best of. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure we're going to see Pat Lugo get any better. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. This sounds like a guy that you got on your fantasy team. I do. Yeah, exactly. So, but you know, did, maybe a little bit of bias. No, there what, with, did I? Did anything I just said there? What would no, you disagree no, with? I that? Mean, would yeah, you disagree with? You you brought facts, and I'm just going to bring emotion. And my emotion is I really don't want you to win fantasy, so I'm picking Lugo. <laughs> so the bottom line is I would rather see you try to keep that anybody. four P. I mean, I would rather see anybody in the freaking league win than you. Why? Because I just can't deal with Ben. It. If I if, I can't deal with you winning four years in a row, I can't do it. I bruh, can't do it. I can't do bruh, it. I if I it. if I couldn't win, I, I would want you to win. You think I want to see Richard Emma win? No. You think I want Earl? Earl would freaking he would never shut up about it. Yeah. Kevin Clunch? Oh, God, do not. Clunch would wear the belt out Saturday night after NCAAs at the bars. Oh, my God. Okay. Maybe. I'm, but as it maybe probably will happen, yeah. I'll probably wear it out Saturday night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got Lugo winning. Just, you know what? Call it just the fact that uh, I, th- I think they've both been wrestling. They're both wrestling pretty well right now. It's hard to say that Lugo's not wrestling well right now compared to what he's what he's been able to do this year. And, um, you know, I, I like him to um, – to, 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 to do what he did similarly, game plan wise against the du- uh, against Confederate in the duel and win that match, so I got that one. Um, Lugo finished third at Bigs, right? Did he finish third? Yeah, yeah he beat I mean, Tommy uh, Thorne. Yeah, obviously, good tournament there. Um, no, I mean, fair point, fair point. And I think that, again, this just goes to show what a great match this one can be. As I'm looking forward to this one. You know, what, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run back to this this little quartile that you've been talking about, and I'm gonna say Brock Mahler versus Anthony Artelona. Um, Two true freshmen, because uh, I got Arlona beating Thorne, and, and I know you don't, but I tell you what, if, if there ever was a place to make a run, it's this quartile, right? Of, of, or this no, little this You're little right, you're right, you're spot. right, yep. Um, so, so, but I've got, I've got Mahler I mean, winning that one. You've got three freshmen out of four in this, plus Zovostoski from App State. Right, so I've got, I've got uh, Mahler winning that one. Um, you think there's anything to... You know anything worthwhile talking about between Kolodzik and Berger? Or do you think Kolodzik gets his head out of his ass and takes care of business? I think if there's one thing that Kolodzik has shown us in his career is that he can show up for NCAA's, and I think that's bad news for for a freshman who's cutting a lot of weight. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. I've got Kolodzik winning that one. Who you got clearing to the semis, baby? Um, so honestly, Ben, I've got uh, my semis are Anthony Ashenall over Jared Deegan. Um, I like Deegan over Justin Oliver. I'm a big uh, Jerry. You hate Deegan. my fantasy team. I'm a you big, hate my fantasy team. I don't hate your fantasy team. I, I, Jesus. Um, Jared <laughs> Deegan is about seven foot three tall, and I think he's a bad matchup for a guy like Justin Oliver, who's literally a five foot one ginger such as myself. Justin Oliver ain't that short. He's pretty short. No, he's he's lanky. I think he's lanky. That's because you're like four foot eight. That might be right. That might be right. Anyway, I got Kolodzik over Tommy Thorne. So, again, setting up that rematch you between Thorne making a little bit of a run, don't you? I do. I got him going to the quarters. Um, on the bottom half. Oh, I love this bottom half. I got Mitch Feinsilver over Austin O'Connor. I'm, t- I'm telling you, man, Mitch Feinsilver is probably my emotional pool for this tournament. You know? Sure. And I don't think he could have asked for a better draw than where he's at having to potentially beat a guy like Austin O'Connor, who lately he's just owned. I mean, absolutely owned. I think that, what he's 3-1 and one against him this year. I think it's 3-1. 2-1, and one. Two and one, I think. He's 2-1. Yeah. Um, so I got Fine Silver O'Con- over O'Connor, and then I've got on the bottom uh, Micah Jordan over Caden Gefeller. Yeah, I've got that. I, I've got, um, I've got uh, Ashnault, and i got Mahler beating Kolodzik. Is that crazy? 
I mean, I think it's stupid. All right. I got Brock Muller beating Kalodzic. I got Fine Silver over O'Connor. Although, don't sleep on that high over O'Connor. Second round match. And then I got. Uh, oh, I'm Mickey. taking a nap. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not going to be doing it for that one. And I got Mickey over Lugo. Oh, so you went chalk one, one, two, three, four. I did. I like that. I like that. Yeah, there. I got. I got. Shut in up. the weight class that's most up in the air, you go chalk. I love that. I don't know. It, it just seems like I got Mickey over Lugo. They wrestled like I think a couple years ago at the. Um, Cliff Keen, Mickey beat him seven three. I, I think Mickey's I, got too much offense for for Lugo or probably Gefeller too. In my opinion, I know you picked him, um, but here's where you get some, here's where you get to some discussion at least on the bottom half. I mean, top half I got Anthony Ashnall beating Brock Mahler, and, I, and it's it's not going to be pretty. You know, I've got Ashnall clearing to the finals over Kolodzik. I think it's going to be much, much closer than it was in their dual match. What was it, I like 10-3? Really it was 10-2. 10-2. The major team. You know, remember, he's, you know caught him on his back twice. Um, the bottom half, this one is where it gets tricky for me, and this is probably, I probably went back and forth on this all day. All rationale tells you, and common sense tells you to pick Micah Jordan in this match. Uh, I think Micah Jordan's... Uh, Micah Jordan has been phenomenal throughout his college career. He's one of the ma- most offensive guys in this weight class. He can go toe-to-toe. He's probably the best person in this weight class on his feet, I mean, bar none. I don't think you would disagree with that, would you? Oh, no, he is. It's, it's, I, I think it's, it's hard to debate. It's, it's actually undebatable. But I'm actually going to pick Fine Silver to defeat Micah Jordan in this semi and make the finals. And I, I think this is a case of... I think Mitch Feinsilver is absolutely on a mission this year, and I think he's very, very good on top, and I think if he can get to a position to get to that that position of his advantage, I think he can do a lot of damage against a guy like Micah Jordan who has has bottom deficiencies. The key is going to be is can Mitch Feinsilver keep Micah Jordan from blowing the match open on his feet? If he can keep it close on his feet, I'm not saying he's not going to give up a takedown or two, but if he can keep it close on his feet, I think that opens up a window for Fine Silver to go in there and do some work at his position of advantage, and I like him to get the job done. Call it an emotional pick. What do you got? So, so you said that all rationale and all logic, or you know, basically said that you know Michael Jordan should be the winner, and I, I don't necessarily disagree, or I don't ex- excuse me necessarily agree with that. Because if you look at all rationale, Michael Jordan is not good on bottom, and Mitch Fine Silver can ride. So I think that there is a path to victory here. I think the problem is, although Mitch Feinsilver can ride, and he can ride very well, he is not a pro- prolific turner on top. And if he can ride very well, the best that gives him is being able to hold Michael Jordan down and get a riding time point, which could potentially be a two-point swing. I think that Michael Jordan is just too good on his feet to let a two-point swing from top to bottom be able to dictate this match. And I think that Micah Jordan's going to be able to take Mitch Feinsilver down a decent amount if he wants to, and Micah Jordan's going to win this match. All right. I mean, look, it's... When I met all rationale and common sense, I met you've got Micah Jordan, who is a two-time All-American, the number two seed in this weight class, number two ranked guy in the country, Okay, basically a uh, being able to get an escape away from being a four time All American. You know, he, right. he got ridden out by Randy Cruz as a freshman when at one forty one. Yeah, when they took down, <laughs> dumb by the way, really dumb. Um, that's what I meant by that. Uh, 
I think you dig into some of these results a little bit. And also all rationale being, hey, you got a guy like Mitch Feinsilver who's never made the podium. He's made the round of 12 once. I think he did that a couple of few years ago in New York. Made the round of 16 two years ago. And then last year, obviously, redshirted, coming down from 157. Mitch Feinsilver has always been able to keep things really close with really good guys. And I'll go back to last year. Alec Pantaleo, he lost 3-2 to two at the tournament. Josh Shields, he lost 3-2 to two at the tournament. Hayden Hidley lost 3-2 to two at ACC's last year. This is at 157. So here's a guy that against guys who can actually you know, who have shown the ability to to not only play place place the place at the place at the tournament, but place high at the tournament, he can keep the match close with them. And I think if he can keep this match close with Micah Jordan, that puts him in a position to win. And I think the bottom deficiency and his top game advantage can be a game changer. We've always talked about that. That's where I'm coming at with this. Yeah. But but not one guy that you mentioned is as good as Micah Jordan on their feet. And and I think that's what worries me. I think that Michael Jordan is just gonna ha- gonna he's gonna get to legs, and he's gonna be able to finish a couple of them. And I and I can see him getting three takedowns in this match. And if he gets three takedowns, Mitch is gonna have to get at least one, and he's gonna have to ride him out after that takedown that he gets. Then he's gonna have to ride him out a whole period. No, you're or, right. Or what if Micah takes neutral? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, you're, it's, 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 ben, ben, you're right. Look, I, I'm it's not a just, tough path. It's, it's, it's a, a tough, tough path tough. to do it. It, it. It's it's not going to be a gimme match, which is why, you know, it's the semifinal match, and one is seated third, the other one's seated two. I will tell you this: it took Micah Jordan last second heroics to beat Just, Justin Oliver at home six right. to five. Yep, I thought about Mitch that. Mitch Feinsilver laid it on uh, ten, Justin Oliver earlier this year in January, ten to nothing. So I, I think this is gonna. I think it's got the potential to be a great match. I'm looking forward to it. We'll see what happens. Either way, it's a win-win situation for us. We're either going to see the hometown boy Michael Jordan make the finals, or we're right. going to see one of the favorite guys of this right. podcast, Mitch Feinsilver, make the fi- finals. Yep. And you know, and when I was making my pick, I totally thought about that Justin Oliver match. I totally did. And look, I'm not happy about it. I, I you know, I, <laughs> I I'm I'm going to be rooting for Mitch. I hate to say it, man. Give I'm me your gonna, blood round. I'm going to be rooting for Mitch. Uh, my blood round is uh, uh, Kaladzic over Gefeller. I don't have Gefeller getting on the podium. Um, I've got Justin Oliver over Josh Heil. And I've got uh, Brady Berge beating Pat Lugo. And I've got Austin O'Connor beating Jared Deegan. All right. So I've got <laughs> Berge All-American in, in my uh, top. That's- or go ahead with your blood round. I'm sorry. Um, so I got Tommy Thorne over Jared Prince. I got Tommy Thorne you getting Tommy back, Thorne on getting back on the podium. I really do. No, I got Tommy don't. Thorne getting back what on the, the podium over Jared Prince. You? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I don't even. I think we're looking at the wrong brackets. I'm something. an idiot. I'm looking at 2016 brackets or whatever. <laughs> um, I got Jared Deegan over Henry Polmeyer from South Dakota State. South Dakota State always has that guy making it to the blood round. I think it's Polmeyer this year. Um, and plus, you know, his name's Henry. I love old Hank. Hank, Hank to make Hank a Polmeyer. run. So you got Hank beating uh, Berge in the in the Concy two. <laughs> in the Concy two, I got uh, I got him beating Olivas, and then I got him beating Anthony Art alone. Oh, we must we must have him losing. You have Henry winning the first round, then probably. No, I, I don't know why you're asking me this, Ben. I got. I, I don't got, know. It's interesting to talk about. I don't know what the fuck you want me to say. I mean, I, 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 I don't have Bergie going as far as you do. I got Bergie losing in the second round. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I got Caden Gefell over Brock Mahler. I got my boy G making the podium. And not, not a surprise, even though they wrestled and Brock Mahler beat the piss out of him last time. Man, it's it's funny. 
You'd think the way you talk, they shouldn't even wrestle the matches. Oh, you beat him already? We'll just chalk it up only as a win. Fan- only your fantasy guys that way. <laughs> then I got Austin Connor beating Justin Oliver. See? And then you got, you got your dude beating my dude. That's not my dude. I don't have Austin O'Connor. I know, but you got him beating my dude. I do. I do got him beating Exactly. <laughs> See, we both hate each other's fantasy teams. I've got Ash not winning it. I got Ash not winning it. You get it. so salty about fantasy wrestling, man. You really do. I don't want you to win. Hey, what do you. Do you Ash not, Mickey, I got Ash not winning it. I've got Ash not winning it as well for Fine Silver. Oh yeah, you got you got fine silver. I do. I, I, I look at the end of the day, and I'll be rooting hard for fine silver. I really will. I I really will. I think it's just um, me too. Anthony Ashnall is good on his feet. He's good on top. He gets out from bottom. I think he's pretty savvy. Um, and this is basically a situation where you've got a guy. I'm not sure. I don't know, man. Just. I don't know. I got Ashnall winning. I guess I just I I, I played it safe. I've got Ashnaught winning it over Micah because I don't think Micah takes him down. Micah's all he's done in the past. No, listen. As I was going to say as much as he's normally been able to do it. All Micah's been able to do is take Ashnaught down. I think Ashnaught makes a tweak, and his his ability to kind of find points in the match. He's been able to find points in the match in each match they've wrestled, and I think he's going to be able to find enough points here to win. Um, and then i got Mitch Feinsilver taking third. Over O'Connor, and then I got Kalazic taking fifth, Mahler sixth, Oliver seventh, and Brady Berge taking eighth. So again, it's Ashnault one for me, Fine Silver two, Micah Jordan three over Kalazic four, Caden Gefeller five over Jarrett Deegan sixth. You got Deegan going sixth, huh? Yeah, and then Austin O'Connor over Tommy Thorne for seventh and eighth. Okay, I like it. I, I, I hope you. I hope it ends up with you rather than me because I've got Berge taking eighth and. I prefer a Penn State guy not placing here. Oh, I didn't realize Penn State was in that bracket. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, speaking of Penn State, let's move on to 157. Yeah, that, um, that, that's going to be a Penn State. Is there one. anything to talk about here? <laughs> I don't know. i got to pull my bracket up. <laughs> oh, wait. Jason Knoll. Anything with the seeds that you thought was interesting with this weight class? You know, I'll tell you what. There is. A, there is I thought Pantaleo at four. I'm sorry. I don't think Pantaleo earned a four. I really don't. Not with seven losses on the year. No. Well, the thing is, they remember. I think what two of those losses were 49. Okay. Count them. Okay. So you're telling me he's got five losses? Yeah. At, at 57. I guess that's what they're saying. I'll look it up. Um, why don't you think that he, he deserves it though? I, I think there was a lot given based off of his last win to Deacon, to be honest. And then well, I guess they the didn't Caleb see Youngs, him above him. The Caleb Youngs. Okay, you know, he beat Caleb Young a couple times. Obviously that last you know, that last win against Deacon. Um it just it just struck me as kind of odd. It, it, that's that's where I'll leave it at there. So you brought it up. Do you think he should have been seated over Deacon? No, 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 no. Deacon beat him earlier in the year. I mean you said Pantaleo Deacon. Well, yeah, but then I then I remembered that. So Pantaleo's lost to Pagdaleo. Pantaleo's lost to Sammy Sasso. Pantaleo lost to Max Thompson at Midlands. And he, he lost also, to Artelona. He lost to his teammate, what, twice? Will Luan. Yeah, he lost to him well, once. Not Artelona, Will Luan. Off. Yeah, yeah. Um, hi, Kevin. Hi, not, Tommy. He should not be the four. Thank you. Over Hayden Hidley, who's a 20-2. Thank now, you. They're, what they're going to say is Hidley don't have the signature wins. But still, man, 
I, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it at all. Okay. But I th- I'll tell you what, though. There is some. I hate to. There's not as much intrigue as I, I wish there was at this weight class. It's deep, and there's a lot of going to be great matches. But, you know, I look at the second round, and I mean, do you have a lot of second round matches where you're like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing? Like, yeah, Josh Humphrey's pegged layout is going to be fun, but. I think it'll be fun, but not one of those ones where right. I'm like, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, even you look at, I always go to the 8 9, 7 10. And the 8 9 in this one, obviously, pegged layout Humphrey, 7 10, Larry Early, Steve Blyce. Um, I'm not. The biggest of Larry Early fans. I got Blyce winning. I, like, I got Blyce winning that one too. Me too. I I mean, and when I look at this bracket, my quarters is literally one eight five four three six and ten two. So Blyce over Early would be my only upset to the quarters. There, I have zero upsets in the semis. Except I got Pagdaleo over Humphreys. Do you have? You got Humphreys over Pagdaleo. I do. Yeah. yeah, Humphreys. I think already dominating this year. Um, yeah, but you got that senior baby. Oh, here we go. You've you been giving me shit all the way senior. up here, but that guy just beat him. Brock Mahler just beat Caden <laughs> Gefeller. Hey, look, I reserve the right on this fucking podcast, which is our podcast, to completely contradict myself. Absolutely. And I reserve the right to completely call you out on this podcast, <laughs> which is really, you know, our podcast. <laughs> That's right. Our podcast is my contradictions and you calling me out about it. The only upset I have, basically, is... Hidley over Pantaleo or Pantaleo. I have that too. And then uh, yep. Blyce over Early, which you got too. And so I know we probably both got Burger and uh, and Nolf in the finals. Yeah, I got yeah Burger. I got Burger beating Deacon, and I got you Nolf. probably got Burger beating Nolf. I don't. <laughs> Neither do I. No, I don't. My uh, my blood round Larry Early uh, or excuse me Alex Pantaleo over. Uh, it's Alec, not Alex. Alex whatever. I don't. Hey, the fact that I'm giving him an All American status means I can call him whatever the fuck I want to call him. <laughs> It's Alec Pantaleo beating him. I got Zach Hartman beating Christian Pagdaleot All American. Oh, I'm weird. Yeah, we're so, bro. I, I honestly, well, you know Zach Hartman's my blood round or my uh, fantasy boy. I like it. I like it, but I don't have that. He can crunch, baby. I don't have either one of those in that. Blood he, round. he can crunch. Oh, you probably got Keyshawn Hayes running. Um, I got Taylor Bermani beating Stephen Blyce to All American, mm-hmm. and I got um, Caleb Young beating Josh Humphreys. What you got going on? I got Pantaleo over Larry Early, just like you. Uh, I got Keyshawn Hayes over Josh Humphreys. I got Blyce over Romani. You got Hayes All-American in? I do. I really do. You got him on your fantasy team? I don't. All right, then I'll allow it. And then I got Caleb Young over John Van Brill. Wait, wait, who is your third? Blyce over Romani. Oh, Blyce over... So you you and I both got Romani going. Yeah, we do. I mean, Romani's tough. No, I know. He's really tough. And I I mean, I think one of the most fun matches that could occur on this backside is, uh, you know, Jacquez or whatever from Missouri versus Romani. Jacquez versus Romani? Yeah. Yeah. I think it could be a very, very fun fun match. Good call, But I like the savvy Romani to get through that match. Me too. And I just like Blyce. I I, I like Blyce. Again, you go back to savviness. He's had a... He's had a sneaky good year. We'll put it that way. Uh, a guy that's been in the round of twelve before. You got to go with that senior love. Yeah, and he he beat Deacon in uh, at Biggs. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I, you and I both like Blyce this year a little bit. So you know, pat ourselves on the back. Uh, I got Young over Humphreys. Who'd you have in the bottom? The last one. Yeah, I got Young over Van Brill. Well, you got Van Brill working. I think I've got Van Brill going to in Bacue, baby. That's all right. So, my All-Americans at this weight, I got Jason Nolf at one, Tyler Berger two, Hidley over Deacon for third and fourth, P. 
Pantaleo over Young for fifth and sixth. And then Keyshawn Hayes, our boy, finally getting on that podium. Up 17 weight classes from his natural weight. <laughs> taking seventh over Steve Bice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like it, baby. I like it. I like it. Man, so you got Van Bril running that, huh? That, that's I love. If we had more time, I mean, didn't Van Bril make the round of twelve not too long ago? Uh, n- yes, because he made the uh, yes. He made the quarters, right? Yeah. Um, I got Nolf over Berger. Who'd you have as your third? Because I got Hidley taking third. I got Hidley over Deacon. I got Hidley over Deacon as well. I got Young over Hartman. Ooh, Mick. Get that fuck. Well, hold out of here on, with let me Hartman tell you stuff. He's on your fantasy. Don't even give. And oh. I got Pantaleo over Libramani. Look, I got a let's fantasy. look at Hartman. Let's look at Hartman's little thing. Okay, Hartman versus Perriot. Hartman could definitely win that match. He's seated to win that match. Dude, the dude is a freaking monster on top. I got Hartman winning that match. Yeah, he drops down. Gosh, my computer. Hold on. He drops down and he has. Um, I got Hayes beating him. I'm sorry. I got Keyshawn beating him. Oh yeah, no, I have I have Hartman beating Hayes. Okay, like so. okay, you have a dude that's a monster on top, wrestling Haze, little baby Haze, baby one forty one pound arm Haze. I do. I don't. And I got Hartman beating Peg Leal because I need those fantasy points. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will look. All joking aside. I think it's going to be bittersweet when this weight class is over because I have thoroughly enjoyed enjoyed watching Jason Nolf the last four years. And I I really, we've said this before, I really hope fans have paid attention to his career because he's been nothing short of amazing. I mean, he is the most unconventional, besides Bo Nickel, who we'll get to later, the most unconventional wrestler ever who just dominates guys and great wrestling, great funk. Great gas tank, never gets tired. The absolute showmanship, sportsmanship, everything else. And he's a class act, man. Dude, he's he's one of the all time greats. He's gonna go down as a four time finals, three time champ. He's a class act. And he's so fun. Like you said, he just makes shit up as he goes. And I'll tell you what though, even though he's a class act, doesn't mean he's not a little bit of an asshole sometimes on the mat. And that's completely appropriate. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So um I will look, enjoy this tournament. Enjoy line watching. When, when he wins his finals match, I will. St- well, I'm not allowed, are we? I'm going to stand up and clap. I, okay. If everybody else does, I'll stand up and clap with you. There might be a golf clap, but I'm going to stand up and clap. That's right. But 165. This got a little bit of an intrigue. This this ain't this. Hey, this ain't 165 like we thought it was going to be, or like some people thought it was going to be a couple weeks ago. Boys, there's a challenger, and his name is Alex the Bull Marinelli. Oh, you mean the number one seed's the challenger? You're gosh damn right I do. You're gosh damn right I, that's what I mean, Brandon. I thought you were going to say JoJo Smith coming in at the 33 Holy seed. Holy shit. Two-time All-American JoJo Let's Smith. Let's talk about at that the 33 here in a seed. Talk about it, man. What? No, it's it's not right. It is right. It's 100% right, and you need to stop with that because you've already used that excuse earlier in a weight class that, well, his record's only this at this weight, and they don't use that against him. No, I, I, no, He's 3-2 at 165. Look, I, look, Brandon. Sorry. I'm not, saying that it's, I'm not saying that it's not right from the gosh. Now we're getting into our <laughs> – this is what happens, guys, normally when we're at the bar and we disagree. <laughs> guys, I'm not saying that it's not right from a perspective of what they're doing, but – is it right to have a two-time All-American wrestling? The it's Alex Marinelli goes out and whips ass. This is what happens when you seat all thirty-three guys, right? 
Alex Marinelli goes out and freaking whips ass, baby. And he freaking earns a Big Ten title. And this is what you reward him with? You reward him with a guy that actually can beat him, that won't beat him, but that actually can beat him in the first round? That's not the way it should work. So you're... Wow. Wow, Ben. You're completely, completely selling out Tyler Moreland. Moreland. <laughs> the, dude's, the dude's record looked like mine when I qualified. Six and nine? <laughs> I had more wins and way more losses. <laughs> but anyway. So you're completely discounting him. Yeah, he's, he's going to lose. Look, man, let's be real. Joseph like, Smith owned... McFadden this year up up away. He did. You're right. You about to throw I, I don't know if he, against Marinelli. Look, let's let's not throw around the term up away so loosely like that. Let's throw around the you know. Let's just say he was up at his optimal beer drinking weight. Okay. Joe Smith has been on a freaking weight cut for the last month. He's been cutting weight for the last this month. This was a terrible idea by Oklahoma State. Awful. I'm sorry. Awful. What a fucking stupid idea. You know why they did it? Why? Tell me, tell me, because I know you know. I don't know. I'm saying, I think Jacoby wanted to go 74, and he was Joe couldn't beat him. That's 100. <laughs> percent Honestly, I think maybe Jacoby might have dictated this. Oh, fucking Jacoby, but he was because the dudes look good. He's, Jacoby's look good this year. I, I, we'll get to that in a minute. Just wait. Yeah, we'll get to that I got in a Jacoby minute. Winning it. Okay, shut up. I don't. Right. <laughs> Put your Michelob Ultras down. Hey, <laughs> don't get Keto, too crazy. Baby. Um. I think it was a dumb idea by Oklahoma State. Is it a bad draw for Alex Marinelli? No, I don't think so. I think I don't think it's a bad draw. You Listen, are man. The bad draw. I love when coaches say that. Hey, you are the bad draw. Are, yeah, <laughs> the guy that's got to wrestle <laughs> Bo Nickel first round. You're the bad draw. No, you're not, bud. You're, you're not the bad draw at all. No, Petsy was wrestling him. <laughs> When he found out he had to wrestle Bo Nickel, he had bad in his draws. Yeah, that's right. Coach didn't even come up to him that day and say that. He said that to the other guys. He was like, "You're the bad draw. You're the bad." Yeah, fuck. You're, you just, you know, better luck next. But time. that's not the case here at 165. Ben, look, you saw Alex Marinelli. You've seen him this year. You saw him at the Big Tens. We talked about this. I got super geeked in the last podcast. I had a nightmare about that dude. Alex Marinelli is a man on a mission, and Joe Smith is just another a man man in that way of his mission. And I think he gets through him. I really do. Oh, God. You're darn is right. Is it great fodder? Yeah, it's absolutely hey, great fodder. Is, are we gonna, is every freaking person going to tune in? Absolutely. That yeah. damn match you got early the, on. The 33th seed, literally Mr. Irrelevant in this bracket, hey, a two-time All-American. I take offense to that. Why? Because I was Mr. Irrelevant in our bracket. You weren't the 33. See, they didn't see 33 guys. I would have been. They seated like six. It was, what was it, that long ago? They seated 12. 12. So, I mean, mean, yeah, it it, it makes a great storyline, but at the end of the day, dude, Alex Marinelli gets the job done. Any other first-round matches you're looking forward to? That's a great question. Um, Honestly... I think a great first-round match, or at least one that has the potential to be a great first-round match, is going to be Andrew Fogarty and Tyler Marinelli. Yes, I like I that. I think that's going to be a great first-round match. Um, Marinelli is a guy that's very hard to score on. Hasn't really wrestled the greatest competition of this year. Andrew Fogarty is, is a guy that, that's kind of come on this year, has looked good, didn't looked pretty good at the Big 12 tournament. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be a really interesting match. Um, aside from that, that's probably my favorite first-round match. 
outside possibly the 1815 Gordon Wolf Gordon Conflin. Wolf. Yep, I had that one as well. So that, that's going to be – got Flynn winning that match, but I think it's going to be high scoring. Anytime Gordon Wolf's involved, um, there's going to be 20 points on the board. Second who, round match. Who though. do you have over Fogarty and Marinelli, though? Oh, I got, I got Fogarty. I just I li- I like the way he looked at the Big Twelve. Exactly, same here, man. Same, yeah. same, same and, here. And you know what? And, and maybe because we just don't see Gardner Webb that often. I mean, I've probably seen Marinelli maybe wrestle once this year, probably at like the scuffle or something like that. Um, doesn't mean you know. I think it would be really cool if if, if he won, but um, you know, I, you got to pick the guy that you know. Um, second round though, you know a match that I like, Steer Massa. I think that's something. I think that's a second round match that's um, that's that's not. You know, there's no foregone conclusion there, in my opinion. I I agree with you. I think it, it always every match with Logan Massa has the potential to be great because you never know which Massa is going to show up, and I mean that with all good intentions. He's actually been one of my favorite guys to watch the last few years, and I think. Sometimes we see him and he looks phenomenal, such as his you know, redshirt freshman year when he finished third. He had a great year all year long. He's kind of struggled against you know since then, but this year he's had some moments where he's looked great. Then he's had some moments where he's mm-hmm. kind of looked like a stinker too. And then he goes and takes third in the Big Ten beating freaking Wick. Right. You know what I mean? Coming in hot. Talk I, about coming in hot. After um, getting stuck by Vincenzo. Right. So – you know, I got I got Massa clear in there, but I think that's something worthwhile. And I think you know another one. Obviously, you're looking at your seven ten and your eight nine, right? I think Isaiah White at the seven, Branson Ashworth at the ten, and uh, Dimitri Romero and Makai Lewis at the uh, nine eight will be interesting. I think that one has the potential to be very, very good because these guys are both very quick, very powerful. Romero's got an amazing gas tank, especially in the third period. Makai Lewis hand fights as well as anybody in this weight class does. Um, I'm, that's a match that I do have circled that I can't wait to watch. Who do you have winning that match? So they did wrestle, um, but it wasn't. It was two years ago. Two years, yeah. I, and, I, and, I, and you know, Makai beat him nine to four. Um, I think Demetrio Romero's probably improved a little bit since then. Uh, Makai, I'm sure, has as well. Uh, that was when Makai was in red shirt. I've got Makai winning it. Do you have um, Makai on your fantasy team? I do. I do. And um, But truth, but truthfully, and I'd admit, because I have already, uh, I think Makai is actually just wrestling um, lights out right now, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if Makai Lewis makes a really, really deep run in this tournament well beyond his seed. Oh, so you're telling me you have that on your bracket. And who you got winning this? I got Makai Lewis winning that match as well. Yeah. <laughs> who you got winning Isaiah White versus uh, Ashworth? Because I got Ashworth winning it, to be honest with you. I actually I actually have Isaiah White winning that match. Um, I think, call it gut, I don't know what it is. I think Ashworth is at a, has, an, has had an amazing season. Um, I think Isaiah White, a guy that spent some time at Division II school last year, came out, had a pretty good year last year, didn't quite make the podium. I think we've seen him wrestle very well this year. A lot of close losses to some really good guys. Right, but hard does that to score mean you can on. Score? Hard to score on. Doesn't mean he, you can score on him. That he can score on them as well. But I like Isaiah White to win that match this year. That's my biggest thing, and I think we've talked about this before. Is you know, there's guys that can wrestle close matches with people. Hell, Tayshan Campbell's wrestled close matches with excellent wrestlers. But can you make the next step um, from keeping matches closest? To beating good guys. Now, you know, Ashworth is certainly not a top 
tier guy at this weight class. But I don't know if Isaiah White, who we should have enough offense. And also, there's gas tank inches with Isaiah White. He was up big. He was up decent amount on uh, Massa, and Massa came back and just broke him at the bigs. Um, I like Ashworth there. Call me call me crazy. Who you got clearing to the semis? I also, I mean, look. Granted, all the matches haven't taken place this year. Ashworth did beat him this year, two to nothing, back in November. But White is two and one against Ashworth in their career. Right. White had two wins last year against him. Ashworth has that win this year as well. Um, you know, when you look at a guy like Isaiah White, Ben. He's got a win over Logan Massa. He's got a win over Makai Lewis. He's got wins over um, – uh, uh, he's kept it close against Vincenzo. He's got a win over Bryce Stewart. Does Makai Lewis really have those types of wins at that level? I'm not sure he does. I'm, I'm really not sure he does. He, you know, Yeah, he beat Demetrius Romero earlier this year, but he's lost to Andrew Fogarty, Bryce Stewart. Um, he's lost to Logan Massa, Makai Lewis. That's just this year. So I think White has proven that he can beat guys at that level, and I'm not quite sure. You know, um, you don't think Ashworth can? I mean, Ashworth already beat Isaiah White this year. I mean, I I don't know, man. Right. I, I, look, Ashworth has that white over, or, or Ashworth has that win over White this year back in November. But how much does a two to nothing win in November, pl- you know, really play in in, in March? It, it it doesn't play in March. But no, there's nothing that Isaiah White's done since then that's really made me think that Branson Ashworth or that Branson Ashworth can't beat him. I guess all I'm saying is that I think that it's 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 a worthwhile second round. No, I, it's one hundred percent is. Look, we're just debating. It's funny. It's honestly, it's really funny. Like, cause Ashworth does have that win over uh, over 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 White back in November, and then immediately after that, um, Ashworth loses to Makai Lewis and Logan Massa, who White actually beats beats you know Massa pretty handily actually. So right. it's gonna be it's gonna be a great match. Right. Um, who you got clearing to the semis? Because I got I guess I'll tell you who I got clearing. I got Marinelli beating Makai. I, I got, do too. I got Chance Marsteller beating Evan Wick. I do too. And that was a match, if you guys remember, it was for third and fourth last year at the NCAA tournament. And Chance Marsteller, I think, was up two to zero, two quick takedowns, and then Wick got on top. So okay. it was four to zero. Four to two. Four to two. Yeah, and then Wick got on top, second period, cradled him up, pinned yep. him. I got Josh Shields over Logan Massa. Um, I actually, I, I got Massa over Shields. Yeah, and, and I don't know why. I mean, I think that's a pick em, almost. Um, and then I got Chenzo um, beat Nashworth. I got Vincenzo over Isaiah White. Jesus Christ, I can't even speak. Um, but I'll tell you what, I won't be upset if White, Isaiah White wins that match. I think it's going to be tough for him to do it, man. I think that he doesn't have he the doesn't offense. He doesn't have the offense. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Look, Vincenzo is going to win that match. and I, Vincenzo is going to win that match. And and really, I kind I, I really hope he does because I want to see a rematch of Marinelli and Vincenzo. Me, me, me too. So you got Vin, you got Marinelli beating Marstel, obviously, right? I, I do. I do have Marinelli, but I tell you what, let's talk about that match for a minute. Please do. Um, those guys look. Marinelli can bull a lot of people. He even bowled Vincenzo. I'm not sure you can bowl Chance Marsteller. Now, you can. I think Mar- Marinelli is a better wrestler than Marsteller at this at this stage in the career, but I don't see him going out there and just bulling through him. I think Chance Marsteller is going to give him everything he wants. I think Chance Marsteller can take him down. I think that it's going to be a one point match. It might go into overtime, but I think that I think that Marinelli gets it done. But I would not be shocked if Chance Marsteller doesn't win that match. Um, and I've got Vincenzo probably handedly beating Shields. And I tell you what, though, 
I got Vincenzo reversed in the the Big Ten final, and I got him winning the match. All right, before I get into your finals picks there, um, I think when you look at this tournament in whole and you, you pick out some potential matches that you think can happen, that you wish can happen, one of the few matches that I would circle is Chance Marsteller and Alex Marinelli. Yes, I absolutely. think that has the potential to be such an amazing match. I think these guys are so similar in a lot of ways, yet yet have taken such different paths. And I think it's going to be such an amazing match. And we talk about, you know, Marinelli not being able to bull Marsteller. I actually, I, I agree with you there. I think Marinelli is one of the most technical wrestlers in this weight class because he sticks to the basics and he does things very well. But at the same time, what Marsteller is good at, he's really, really good at. Marinelli, give me that post single. Let me get my to my post double. You know, he's going to finish quick. We talked about that. He's finish real quick. He's not going to give you a chance to scramble on him. No. Marsteller, really good offense, great lefty high crotch. Happens to be that side that Marinelli wears the brace on. Um, if Marsteller can get to that high crotch, he's another guy that finishes very quick. Both guys, they've shown they can get out on bottom. Both guys probably aren't the best riders as well. It's not going to be one on top, no, right? I really think this is a match that's going to come down to one or two takedowns, and I would not be surprised like you if this thing goes into sudden victory as well. Um, at this point in time, i got to take the hot guy. I really do. I got to sure. take the hot guy. And it, it, do you want to take the senior who is the, the family man who's battled adversity and he's trying to he's he's trying to cap everything off the best as he can, or do you want to take the guy who has battled adversity in his own right, who's wrestling this season with a heavy heart for one of his best friends? You know, it, it, you just take the hot guy. All I know is this is a match where. It's a, again, it's another win-win situation for us fans because it's going to be a great match. I'm not going to be upset with either, you know, either whoever wins this match. I just I, hope it happens. I hope it happens as well. Because, exactly. You know, and, and no offense to Evan Wick, right? I mean, it's not that, like, I'm sitting here rooting for Evan Wick to lose, but, you know, we, we both picked Chance Marsteller to beat Evan Wick, and um, that, that's certainly not even close. In fact, it, it's an upset based on seeding, but it's not even close to a foregone conclusion. It's just a match I really, really want to see. I want to see it as well. And I think last year, if you were watching the match between Marsteller and Wick, Marsteller was handling Wick rather easily. He made a mistake on bottom like a lot of guys have done. You can adjust to that. You can actually choose to avoid that position if you want to. And I think that bodes a little bit to Marsteller's advantage. Wouldn't be surprised if Wick beats him this year. But sure. I want this match to happen. But I'm still going to go with Marinelli like you. Yeah. And on the bottom half, I'm going to take Vincenzo over Massa. And in a rematch against the Big Ten, in the Big Ten Finals, I've said it all year long. I said it last year. I will continue to say it. And when I become wrong, you guys can call me out. Please do. The worst matchup for Vincenzo Joseph in this weight class is Alex Marinelli. I talked about it ad nauseum last week. That still holds true in this weight class and in this bracket today, and I'll take Marinelli. And I'm just going to take the dude that's never won a Big Ten title. So let me I, – I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that. Vincenzo Joseph has won two national titles in a row, and he's done so by putting the best guy in the bracket to his back both times. Yep. Has he ever shown that he can take Marinelli well, he didn't to his put, back? He didn't, he didn't put Imar to his back last year. He didn't? He inside-tripped him. And No, no, He's, no, no. I, I get that. I, I get he didn't get back points. Back points. He put okay, I got you. Imar yeah. on his back. Yeah, okay, I got you. 
Um, no. He Basically, had, he went up her body and he put a dude on his. He did what he wanted to do right. and he put a dude on and his now, back. Now he did inside trip Marinelli last year when they wrestled. Mar- he didn't put him to his back. Marinelli was the one that actually put him to his back. I just it's hard to count out the guy that's won two NCAA titles who's looked great this year, by the way. Phenomenal. Let's not act like Vincenzo no, Joseph. Phenomenal. Let's not act like Vincenzo Joseph's just been winning close matches and we're like, oh, there's some chinks in the armor. He got beat in some positions that I think that are correctable. And give me the guy that's done it before to win it, man. Call it a hunch. Call it the fact that Penn State always shows up for the bigs, or excuse me, for the NCAA tournament. But I'm, I'm going to choose Vincenzo over Alex Marinelli. And I'll tell you one thing more than anything else in this world, I hope that I'm wrong. Hey, Pish, if you want to send our boy Ben a, a Penn State T-shirt, <laughs> just let me know. I'll give you a, an address to send it to. You, you got in that blood round, baby, because I got. Do you want me to tell you who I got? Are you going to tell oh, me who yeah. you got? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Conti 3, Joe Smith versus Isaiah White's about to be something fire, though. Before... I got Joe Smith and Branson Ashworth, and I like Branson Ashworth to win that match again. Um, but I got in the blood round, I got Evan Wick over Branson Ashworth. Um, I got Stewart over Makai Lewis because Makai's on your fantasy team. God, you do um, hate my fantasy team. I got bro. Isaiah White over our boy Shane Campbell making a run to the blood rounds. You got Shane making it. I got a Fogarty beating him there. Um, and then I like Josh Shields over Demetrius Romero. I mean, I, I, I want to break down your brackets more at some point because I do have Shan making a two-match run, um, but we don't have to do it right now. I got Joseph Smith battling all the way back um, to lose to Evan Wick. I got um, Makai Lewis over Steert. I got Ash- Ashworth over Fogarty. And I've got um, Demetrius Romero over Logan Massa. Ooh, I, I got like Logan it. Massa, not, like not All-American name. Uh, hello, Kevin, and hello, Tom. That's not why. I just I like Demetrius Romero, dude. I do have Shan um, beating Martin and beating um, uh, Martin. He wins his first round match, but I got him losing to Fogarty. So, so that that that's all I got to say about that. And then, then we got one seventy four now, hot dog. Give me a sleeper at one sixty five though that you think could make a little bit of a run. Oh, okay, yeah, I like I like that question because you know mine. Um, it's Fogarty. Mine's Shan. Yeah, and mine's Fogarty from North Dakota State. Oh, you going on a limb with that 13-3 seed, huh? They seed 33 guys, you picking the 13 guy, you picking the guy in the top. Okay. My, my, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I got man. Tyler Marinelli. Why don't naked? you go ahead and take Bryce Stewart, you know, seed 11. Shut up. My Conti, my Conti, <laughs> my Conti threes have, okay, guys guys outside the top guys outside the top 20 in my Conti three are um, Marinelli and Shan. Nobody really cares. Let's move on to 174. <laughs> Oh, man. This is what happens when you have long podcasts. Oh, it's so long. But this weight class is really good. It's it's really good. <laughs> Any seating conundrums? I don't know. <laughs> oh, we've lost all audience at this point. I mean, I mean, um, Miles Amin did beat... Dan Lewis this year. Miles Amin has... Really? Yeah. Miles Amin has three losses. He had a Mark Hall and... Zahid? Zahid, man. Dan Lewis beat Zahid. I know, that's where the problem lies. He penned him. He penned him. That's where the problem lies. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you got? Your top second round matches. Because I think Skatska Luhan has got... It's got the... I'm gonna tell you right now. Let, let's get serious. Um, 
You talking about second round matches? Give me Jacoby Smith and like Mikey Labriola all day. Oh, long. all day and all I can't night, baby. Wait to watch that match. This is another wait where I think the second round matches are going to be pretty much off the charts. Look, you, you Skatska and, and Luhan. We saw cats Skatska just go off at Big Tens. Do you need a minute to compose yourself? I'm good. No lie. We we paused this podcast. As we had to use the restroom break, and then we re-listened to the intro. And I still can't stop laughing. That's, that's what happened. I'm not going to lie to you. That's why it's funny. I can't believe we used the word queef on a podcast. Oh, dear. Okay, stop. We haven't got to Mark Hall's match yet. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, Mikey versus Jacoby, dude. Um, I think that match is going to be amazing. I mean, I got Jacoby win just because he's been wrestling so damn well. Same this here. Year. Same here. But but Mikey Labriola is Labriola. Probably, Labriola. Sorry, he's probably one of the top five freshmen this year. Right? I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, I think there is a, a fair case to be made that he is one of the top five, top ten, top ten definitely, top ten definitely freshmen yeah. in, in the entire country. And I think this is a match where, look, Labriola scrambles well. He's got great defense. He's got great offense. He's a PA um, boy, dude. He's, yeah, so you know he can ride a, a bit. Boy, he's going to be a complete wrestler, yeah, he's got, right? 100%, 100%. But, Ben, I think you made a great point. You talk about guys jumping levels. Jacoby Smith, after spending a couple of years at, at JUCO, I think a two-time JUCO champ, two right? Time, two-time yeah. JUCO champ, yeah. Last year was an All-American with either a 7th or 8th place Took finish. Eight, yeah. um, this year, he's jumped levels, going, you know, dominate, you know, having some dominant performances at 174, going up to 184 when they bumped their lineup up, still doing really well having there. Having some really good yeah. performances at yeah. 84. And I think he could have been, I think he could have done really well at 184. Sure. Back down to 174, again, Picking up where he left off. You just wonder if there's a cut issue there. It didn't look like it at Big Twelves. Good point. You know, That's so this is a, about you that. talk about Good second point. round matches. This is one I'm really, really looking forward to. You, you already mentioned the Luhan Skatska. Yeah, I think um, the Luhan. I think the Skatska has really been wrestling great as of late, and um, I'm not just giving that match to Luhan. Nor, do, nor would you normally give a match from an eight nine to somebody, but um. I'm rooting for Luhan, man. It's a guy that's really fun to watch. He's got those trips. He's got those throws. He's got those boot scoots. You want to see him get on the podium. Um, but you know what? He's running into a buzzsaw. Former Indiana Hoosier transferred to, um, to uh, Minnesota, Devin Skatska. That's one that I got circled as well. Um, Who do you got winning that match? I got Luhan. I got Luhan. Okay. <laughs> so after all that, we're both going Luhan. Um, I'll be honest with you, dude. I, I have it chalk in the quarters. I've got one through eight in the quarters. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, absolutely, absolutely. I've got chalk. I got chalk in the semis. I have chalk in the semis as well. One, two, three, and four in the semis. Yeah. This is just one of those classes where even though you're going to have some great matchups, some great individual matchups, I think that history has shown that we know we know who's going to come out on top. This was one through four last year. It was. Now I will say this. I went back and forth on the four five. Okay, I went back and forth on Cutler and Amin. And Amin's beat um, him earlier this year. What seven three? So Amin's got him the last two times. Cutler got him last year in the duel at the beginning of the season. Amin got him in the semi. They were the four five last year. They were the four That's five right. last I'm year. I'm telling you, this weight class Amin is the same damn weight class. Got him in the quarters last year at the NCAA tournament as well. <clears throat> and um, in the finals for third and fourth, I think Amin beat him in overtime. Yeah, I'm not sure when it was, but he, I'm positive. Yeah. 
Um, no, I don't oh, no, no, he no, beat he, Lewis. He beat Lewis for thirty. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I'm no, positive. Amin that I'm beat wrong. him. Then Amin beat him in the duel this year, and um, uh, he, again as well. So this is one of those matches where I can see Cutler flipping that because they've been very close matches. But Amin has just—he's been so solid since the beginning of last year. After he lost some close matches to some good guys like Cutler. He's really stepped his game up a bit. I could see Cutler flipping this, and for fantasy purposes, I hope he does. But I'm picking Amin to win that match. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I mean, I think that I think that Amin's proven even this year by beating Lewis earlier that he's he's at least on pay for the third best wrestler in this weight class, right? I don't disagree with you. Yeah, I I, I think the real question is, is is who you know, Markov versus Zahid Valencia. Last year, Zahid put it on him at the NCAA tournament. Even before that. Zahid beat him at the All-Star match in a close match. Mark Hall, they wrestled this year. I think I believe it was in December. Mark Hall put it on Zahid as much as he could for a 4-0 match. Big ride. Basically broke Zahid for as much as a 4-0 match could be broken. Um, Mark Hall's done nothing to show me that he's not going to win this match. And Zahid, a couple chinks in his armor here, getting stuck by Dan Lewis, um, maybe looking disinterested at times. I've got Mark Hall winning this match because I've not seen this dude get scored on this year. If you were a betting man, I think that's a great bet to place right there, to be honest with you. Um, in official matches, Mark Hall's 2-1 and one against the Heat Valencia. I think when you throw in the All-Star match, they're 2-2. Two and two. And when you take one of the matches that Mark Hall won in the semifinals a couple years ago, it was the, the old headgear gate. Um, look, there's... Not, pretty damn even. There's nothing. I mean, there is nothing about it whatsoever. Mark Hall for a f- dominated Zahid Valencia as much as you can dominate somebody in a four to nothing match back in in December in their uh, in their duel. Now, with that said, I think that was was another match where things went a little haywire in the beginning for Zahid, and I also believe it was in. Uh, Penn State home territory. And I think that plays a bit into the equation. And when you're talking about a wrestler like Zahid Valencia and Mark Hall, wrestlers like those two, does a duel in December really mean that much come at the tournament time? It definitely means something. But I like Zahid Valencia to win this match. I like him to go out there, right the ship, get revenge, and finish exactly where he ended last year. And that's on top. My question is just how does he score on him? How did he score last year on him? He took him down. That's, I know, but... Yeah. We ain't seen Mark Hall even been touched this year. And it's like, I, at least last year we saw Bojo take down Mark Hall. We saw, you know, we saw some, we saw some people actually take Mark Hall down. I, I'm not sure we've seen anybody even come close to scoring on him this year. I mean, maybe that's happened. Maybe Mark Hall's been taken down. I can't remember. But well, in the I matches mean, that I've watched, I don't know if they took him down or not. But look, I'll tell you, Matt Feinsilver pushed Mark Hall in the in his match with, or back in November. It was six to four. Pushed him, okay? Um, we've seen guys like Miles Amin push Mark Hall. Have, haven't really taken him sure, down, but been Miles close Amin. to. Been, been close to. But I think Zahid Valencia, with his length, again, with his length, his athleticism, his quickness, I think he can get to Mark Hall's legs. I think he you know, changes a couple of things from last match. And I, and I like Valencia to get the job done this match. All right. Hey. <laughs> it's hard to bet against the returning champ, right? <laughs> All I know, I, I look. 
these two guys. I, how privileged are we that we get to see two guys of this caliber in the same weight class? Is it the best rivalry? The last couple years. Right now, right it's now? the best rivalry. Yes, I agree. Yeah. yeah. it's Right now, it is the best rivalry. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's, it's one of the most matches once I'm most looking forward Bo to. Once Bo Nickel bumped up, once he ran for Miles Martin, yeah, I believe it's okay. the best. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I always really enjoyed the, the Miles Martin and uh, Bo Nickel rivalry. But sure. right now, this is the best rivalry. What you got? What's, what's a blood round look like? I don't think there was a lot to be intrigued with this weight class. I liked Christian. I'm sorry, um, Labriola. Let's see. I got Cutler over Labriola. Same on the top half or on the top one. Um, I like Taylor Lujan getting it done over Dylan Liddy. Yeah. Um, Jacoby Smith over Matt Feinsilver. I like Matt Feinsilver to make it to the blood rounds. I do too. You know, he's tough as nails. He's if there's he's the next Feinsilver in line to make the jump. Yeah. And I and I think he's got a good draw. I think that if he's you know. I mean, I think he definitely. I think he's got a really good shot making the blood round. And then, what do we say? Anything can happen. Yeah, anything could happen. Um, I like David McFadden over Skatsko. I got everything that you just said, except for that I do have Ethan Smith finally pulling that upset over Liddy and making the uh, blood round to lose wow. to, to lose to Luhan. Um, match match was pretty tight at the bigs. Um, he made one mistake. It's a homer pick. Not gonna lie to you, um, but I think that he can fix that one mistake. I still don't get. I still don't got him over Luhan. So sounds like we got pretty much. Sounds like we got the same All Americans, different order. I got Hall winning over Zahid. I got Dan Lewis taking third over Jacoby, taking fourth. Uh, Miles Amin taking fifth, which would be his lowest um, uh, position on the podium ever, over J- Jordan Cutler. And I got McFadden over Luhan. Yeah, I think you and I are pretty much on the same page on this. Um, I like Valencia over Mark Hall, though. Um, again, I like Miles Amin to finish third yet again over Daniel Lewis. I think so. this will be the second year in a row. Um, Cutler coming finishing fifth over David McFadden, and then Jacoby Smith over Taylor Lujan. Yeah, the one, the one difference I think it looks like is uh, I got Jacoby actually. You know, I guess I'm just high on him beating Miles Amin in the Conti semis. So, I I wouldn't be surprised, but Miles Amin is just like he's just. The, he's probably the like you say the consummate guy. He beats everyone he should, and only loses to the two guys ahead of him. Right, and and, and, he, and he he certainly could take Jacoby down. Oh, and, of and course, Jacoby might have some trouble taking him down. I don't know why I made that pick. To be honest with you, at the time I made that pick, I just because it's NCAA's it's right. and shit happens. Right, right. So you know that's and that's probably why I picked it. Hey, what's your take, if any, if you even have one, on Neil Richards from VMI? Yes, twenty eight and four. He's had a really good year. You know, I, I actually have him making it all the way to the Concy three before the blood rhyme, uh, blood rhyme, blood round, but losing out to uh, Skatska. Yeah, I've got Neil Richards losing first round. Um, to uh, no, no, excuse me, I got him winning first round. I'm sorry, I got him beating Walmack first round, and then I've got him losing to um, um. Oh, I got him losing. I got him losing to. Uh, oh, wow. We should probably just delete this because I, I have him losing to Skatska in the round in the um, Conti three. <laughs> Thank you for taking ten minutes to say yeah, Brandon. I agree. Hey, I've got. You. I've got him. I've got him losing to Skatska in the Conti three. Okay, so we're on the same page. All right, I like it. I like it. Wow, that was a really bad way of saying that we're on the same page. <laughs> Let's move on to one eighty four. Brackets are hard to read sometimes. sometimes you got to read they names. Are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to read names and numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. This match. I tell you what. This weight. 
for as much as I think that you know Miles Martin's going to win it, there is a lot of firepower going on early on. A lot of firepower going on early on. Give me some of your if you don't have first rounds. I'm sure you probably got a couple first rounds, but even if you don't have some first rounds, what are some of your second round matches that you're looking forward to? Because I got a, I got a few, my friend. I agree with you. And if there's one first round match that my eyes will be absolutely tuned into, it's Nick Renan and Dakota Gear right there because the loser of that match has a rough road to hoe. And I oh, think yeah. you're looking at a guy like Nick Renan, who some people thought was the the other guy in the finals opposite of Mymar earlier in the season. Um, Dakota Gear was having a fantastic year at 184 before getting bumped up to 197, now back down at 184. Dakota Gear getting the 26 seed opposite of Renan, who's the 7 seed. That is a match I like to see. Plus, Renan. Is he healthy or is he not? He, well, he's not, right? You know, I mean, he's he's not healthy, and I don't think he's gonna be healthy, right? I mean, his 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 knees. His, he he. The funny thing is, he's had some really good matches this year and some really bad ones. I think it just depends on the day for him because he's. I don't think he is fully healthy. The interesting thing about the that's what I'm talking is, about, though. Like like Nick Renan, and um, you know, you talk about yeah, he's not really healthy. Depends on the day. You know, some days you see him and it's like God, he looks awful. Next day you see him and he's like. Shit, he looked pretty good. I mean, looked pretty good, you know, beating uh, Chip Ness in the ACC tournament, 12-8. to 8, Right. All-American Chip Ness. Chip. Chip Ness. I, I agree with you. But Dakota Gear, really, I, you know, one, this is where you want to know why you got the 26 seed is because you play around with your freaking weight classes and you jump up to Got no quality wins. Jump down. He, he doesn't have many wins. Agree. I he, agree. He's a great name. But, but, I mean, I got Nick Green to win in that match. You know, he's a great name, but I think that Nick Renan wins that match actually relatively handily. I think that, um, you know, if, if you can beat a Chip Nest 12-8, to 8, then you can definitely beat a Dakota Gear. Um, but, but good point on the first-round match because we don't know the health of, of Renan. Um, the some, the uh, other first-round yeah, match that I yeah. think has the potential to be pretty interesting goes at the 19 and 14, Cameron Caffey and Dylan Wisman. Hey, Wisman is a guy who, sure. back at South Beach Duels, beat Max Dean. Max Dean's been one of the hottest 184-pounders in the country as of the last month You'll or so. You'll hear about how much I like Max Dean here in a minute. Cameron Caffey, really good, had a great season as a freshman, you know, took Emory Parker to the, basically to the, to the, to the edge. Well, he took him to overtime. Took him to overtime. Um, <laughs> so that is the edge. Yeah, yeah Ben, thank you. For clarifying, oh that. come on, I'm, I'm just having kidding. some fun. Yeah. It's late. <laughs> it is late. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that's another match that has potential to be really good. What do you got? I I agree with you on all of those. Um, when we go second round, though, baby, let's go second round. And I know we're talking eight nine, oh. but holy shit, Ryan Priest versus Taylor Vens, Mister Ryan Priest, who's never all American before, who got some. He's probably one of the best wrestlers in the country that's never all American before in, in terms of wins that he has. And versus Taylor Venz, dude who took fourth last year. I'm not going to lie to you. I got Ryan Priest, yeah, fantasy guy. And he was my fantasy guy last year. But I think mainly that's just because I really like him to go out there and pick him again this year. I like Ryan Priest, and it's not an upset. I think Taylor Venz kind of got a really bad seed. You know why there's so many great matches at an early stage in this weight class? Because basically, after Miles Martin, who I have, Corey Hazel, they're all phenomenal matches in the second round. It goes back to, to what we talked about earlier in the year. Beating the Who wants to be number two? 
Who's number two? Who, who's number two? All right. Who's number two in this weight class? So everybody beats up on everybody in this weight class outside of Miles Martin, and that's what makes this weight so great. I think Vins and Price is going to be an amazing. I'm going to call him Price if you don't mind, because the Price is right, or sometimes he's wrong. Um, as in this match with Taylor Vins, I think oh, he's wrong. You like Vins, Taylor huh? Vins to win this match. Um, you picked against every one of my fantasy guys. Uh, because, I mean, your fantasy teams usually suck. So it's okay. But that's not why I did that. I just think it's a bad matchup. And I can't get that finals match from EIWAs out of that my was head bad. against he Max like Dean a dog. and Ryan Price, where Price did get ridden hard by Max Dean, who's not the greatest guy on top. Taylor Vince is pretty fucking good on top. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a great point. That's a great point. You but know, I, got, I got Max Dean crushing Wilkie in the talk, second round. Talk to me about Nino Bonacorsi and Emery Parker. I got Bonacorsi winning. I, I mean, too. I mean, I got. I, you I know, do too. The thing is, Emery Parker looks healthy now. He looks healthy. He went after Miles Martin in in their matchup in the semifinals of the Big Tens. For some reason, Nino Bonacorsi. You look at his stats and you look at his record. He has done some damage this year at this weight class, and he doesn't have a bad loss really to his name. Um. Call it an upset special. I was picking the upset special, hoping that you were going to go with Parker, but it sounds like we're both just going to go with. Uh, <laughs> we're both going to spend way too much time together and both pick the upset special with the number thirteen seed over the number four seed in the second round. Give me Nino Bonacorsi. I think Bonacorsi has only shown throughout the season to continue. He's just continued to get better and better as the senior as has freshmen do right? as freshmen should. Emory Parker. I don't think we've still yet seen the best of Emory Parker. Unfortunately, this year, injuries have kind of derailed yeah, some of his yeah. progress. Now, with that said, when you look at Bonacorsi, you say he doesn't have a bad loss. He really doesn't. Bonacorsi has, what, um, six losses on the season, and I think I think three of them have been to Zach Zavatsky. Right. That's okay, right. Yeah. there's three losses to Zach Zavatsky. Oh, by the way, he lost to Jacoby Smith as well. We just raved about Jacoby Smith. Um, he lost to Taylor Venz earlier in the year. Taylor Venz took fourth last year. And then his other loss is Drew Foster, All-American. That's what I mean. I mean, he, he doesn't, doesn't have, have, have bad, bad losses. A 13 seed is almost criminal in this weight class for him. And, you know, I mean, over a Sammy Colbray, who's got the 10. Look, you he's know? the 13 seed, and he just beat Nick Reen in the ACC's 10 to three. Who's the seven seed? Now, now that I, now, how does Sammy Colbert got the 10? Now, go if you go look at his wins, they ain't good. They they ain't they ain't Nino Bonacorsi wins, buddy. And his losses are not as as good. So I mean, I think that that's a criminal seed for Nino Bonacorsi. Um, I'm not saying I disagree with you, but. I will say that Colbray has had some decent wins this year. He's got a win over Drew Foster. Okay, that's, that's a good a win. win. Okay, he's got a win over Dylan Wisman, who actually beat Max Dean. That's a good win. Um, he also, I, I, I believe, Colbray finished second at the Big 12s. Now, granted, Big 12s is not as uh, heavy as a tournament as the Big 10s, but he went 3-1 and one at the Big 12s. But, Bonacor- but remember, the 84 at... ACC's was crazy. I totally get that. Now, with that said, Ben, I'm not quite sure that Bonacorsi got the raw end of the deal, how the seeds played out in right. this weight class being seeded at 13 rather than Colbray at 10. I mean, because, I, I mean, really, I like Renan. 
to win that match against Colbray. And too. even if Colbray was to sneak past Renan, I like Shakur Rashid to beat Colbray. Sure. Okay. I mean, you're wrestling either Shakur or Max Dean, right? Yeah, pick your poison. Right. You pick your poison. Um, either way, you know, I, I like Shakur and Max Dean in both those matches. Yep. Okay. So, I, while I agree with you, I think. Again, it goes back to the inconsistency of the seedings. Not sure what the you know the rhythm and the rhyme were to the to, to their method of their madness. Uh, let me just <laughs> that's, throw. That's a really good way to put it. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. Thank you. Um, but I don't think it really hurt Bonacorsi, to be honest. No, and, and it doesn't because I have him all Americaning. But um, what you got? Who you got clear into the finals? Um, so in the finals, I like Zach Zavatsky and Miles Martin. You do. I'm not picking Shakur Rashid. I, I, I refuse him. to. I'm not I doing pick, it. I picked him. I'm not doing it. I Uncle Mike, him. I'm sorry. I'm not picking him. <laughs> Uncle Mike Uncle Mike, and Uncle Jesse are going to be pissed at you. I, I don't care. I, I'm not picking it. You got one good year, one good win all year. I got I got Miles Martin over Shakur Rashid, and I think that's going to be a freaking match. You think uh, Rashid beats Zavatsky? Yeah. I think Shakur Martin is going to be a match. You think so? Yeah. I all think right. it's going to be tight, dude. All I right. think it's going to be like 8-3, 8-4. Um, I mean, look, the great thing about this is because we're going to be out there, we're going to do a ton of pods. So, guys, don't worry. You're going to get to hear a lot more breakdown about, you know, the matches as they happen. But, um, you know, I think at this point in time, I I like Miles Martin over Shakur. I'm assuming you are liking Miles over Zavasky. I do. Yeah, absolutely. I I love Miles in this weight class. Look, Miles Martin, he's not going to become Jason Sertzis or Dustin Schlatter or – Whoever else to win a title as a freshman and never win it again. He's going to win it this Nick year. Tomasello. Tomasello, yeah, you're right. Tomasello, Schlater. Although Tomasello uh, had a pretty damn good career after that. <laughs> well, he did. But, yeah. you know, you get my point. Like, he's going to win it this year. You and know, if my- he doesn't, <laughs> we're going to do some drinking Saturday night. Oh, my God. Uncle Mike will be buying us shots. <laughs> Tell me about your blood round. Uh, I got Nino Bonacorsi over Chip Ness. Uh, this is the 13 versus 15. Chip. I got uh, Ryan Price finally getting on that podium his senior year, baby, over Louis Dupre. I got Emery Parker beating Nick Renan, and I've got Taylor Venz over Drew Foster. So I don't have Foster All-Americaning. I don't have uh, Renan All-Americaning. Yeah. Okay. What all right. You? All right. Um, I like Nino to get through against Sammy Colbray. I like Taylor Venz over Louis Dupre. Um, I like Emery Parker over Taylor. Taylor or, I'm sorry, over Nick Renan. And I like Ryan Price over Drew Foster. Also, you do got you do got my boy finally all American. That's your boy all American. Now all I got right. him getting beat by Max Dean after that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got a lot of people getting beat by Max Dean because I got him third. I got Zavasky fourth, Parker fifth, Preach sixth, Ben seventh, Bonacorsi eighth. S- legit question here. Everybody's been really, really high on Max Dean the last month. Is there legitimacy to that? Yeah, the way you watch him wrestle, he's a freaking bulldog. He rode the piss out of Nick or Ryan Preach, and um, I really like the way he works he, those and, underhooks, man. And he was able to get in on Miles Martin. Um, hell, he almost finished a couple shots on Miles Martin. If it wasn't Miles Martin, he's finishing on everybody else in the country. So, gotcha. yeah, I like it. I like. Well, it. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I think he's legit. I, I think he's completely legit, and I think Max Dean is going to be one of those guys where you're going to see him continue to make jumps. Every year, and you're probably going to see him make multiple jumps in a given year. We saw it last year. I think we've even seen it this year. He's made you know, the small jump at the beginning of the year, made that second big big jump at the end of this year. So I think we're going to continue to see that. Totally Let's go to 197. Probably one of the most uninteresting weights, in my opinion. Yeah, 
honestly, I have one second round matchup that I'm really looking forward to. Um, Which one I is that? Had to that? It's Honus versus Traxler. Okay, I'm actually looking forward to Rocco K. Ward and Jacob Borner. Yes, I mean K. Ward actually owns owns the record against him. Yeah, but I don't think K. Ward's healthy. It sucks. Okay, it so sucks that wrestlers aren't healthy at the end of the year. Um, no, it it it, it, it it's a great match, and especially because K. Ward's an Ohio guy. I mean, it, it's it's something that I'm really looking forward to seeing. Um, but you know, just you know, if your health isn't all there, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I maybe I completely misheard something. So I don't want to you know. Put something out there. For some reason, I thought that K would it come down with some, some sort of injury. You know, a fantastic first round match though is going to be Josh Hokett from Fresno State and Stephen Lasoy from Drexel. I don't know anything about either one of those guys. You have to tell me about them. Hokett's the guy from Fresno State that plays football as well. No way. So he always starts the season out like in freaking the end of November. Yeah. And then yeah, takes yeah, a couple yeah, of losses yeah. at like at a, like you know, like the Midlands. Like he'll take a loss at the Midlands or whatever. And then he just has a great season after that. Dude, he's really good. Isaiah Hokett, his younger brother, wrestlers at a wrestles at a lighter weight class. They're both like um uh, from the same area of Fresno State, great college wrestler, maybe maybe Clovis guys. I can't yeah. remember. I knew that they had a guy that played football. Also, oh, yeah. I That's didn't realize Josh Hokett. Yeah, and they got to do it. Then he qualifies for the NCAA tournament. Dude, he's good. Damn. He's legit good. Well, I'm gonna and hey, him, I'm gonna keep my eye on him. Then I got him winning. And him and the Drexel dude. Yeah, so do I. I mean, it's gonna be a great match. The Drexel guy. You got him beating Bo Nickel. Oh, no, 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 okay. no, no, no. What, what's up with this Drexel guy? You were telling me about. No, I mean, the guy was like ranked top ten earlier in the year. Oh shit. So that's going to be a fun be a little good match. match. Yeah. All right. It's going to be a good match to you, watch. See, you bring the stuff to the table that I can't necessarily bring. Um, you got anything else in the in the second round that's going to just be like crazy? I mean, honestly, man, I this way I is got Tom Slay winning. Really, I got Jaiello winning. Just going to be really. Does Colin Moore finally get the job done and push to the finals? Well, that's the question. He's going to probably he's going to have Weagle or Weigel or Miskless, right? Well, are we, are we talking three guys or two guys? Is it Weagle, Weigel, he's Nicholas? Gonna have, he's probably he's gonna have Weagle or Nicholas, right? Because I, I see him beating Slay or Ilo, but um, I think it's probably gonna be Slay. Um, I mean, Weagle's eleven and zero. He's that shiny new toy everybody likes because they haven't seen him in a little while. Everybody knows he's really good on top. Let's not forget that the last time they wrestled, I believe, was the NCAA tournament, to Colin Moore's freshman year, and Colin Moore put a hurting on him, guys. We got to understand that Colin Moore is pretty damn good. Okay, he's got his faults. He's got his close matches. But when the chips are down, for the most part, he ends up winning. I love that for the most part. Well, Kyle Connell. The Kyle Connell issue incident, um, that was just that was a bad incident. Other than that, though, who's he lost to there he really shouldn't have? You know? So I'll ask you this. I think when it comes to the semifinals of the NCAA tournament, it all comes down to mental fortitude. Does Colin Moore have the mental fortitude to push past this match, push everything aside, everything that happened last year, all the pressure he was carrying last year, to push past this match and finally make the finals? Maybe the pressure's off him this year. Maybe he he knows that Bo Nichols in the weight class. There's no pressure on him. But is there really pressure on Preston Weigel? No, he just came back. It's bonus. Whatever he gets is bonus this year. They didn't even know if he was going to be able to wrestle. So can Colin Moore put all that aside? Does he have the mental fortitude to push past and make the finals? I think to me that's that's what the, where the real question is: physical abilities, talent, all that stuff. Give me Colin Moore all day. Yeah, I think. But he will does. the moment be too yeah. big for him? No, I don't think so. I, I think that he, 
I think that he's able to, like, let's just talk tactically. I think he's able to take him down a couple different times. I think he's able to avoid. Wiggle's going to have to take top. Weigel. Weigel's going to have to take top on him. You're saying Weigel, don't you? Whatever. Weigel's going to have to take top on him because Moore's not going to go down because Moore's going to have a couple different takedowns on him. Um, Weigel's best chance is to freaking stall his balls off and get on top. Um, All right. and, and give me Colin Moore. And, All right. And then give me Bo Nickel. Gotcha. I don't, I mean, I'm the same way, man. <laughs> That's what, how got, I got to pick. Colin, give me right. Colin Moore, give right. me Bo Nickel, right. and give me Bo Nickel. Yeah. Who's your blood round? I got Randall Diab. What is it? Diaby from App State? I call it Diabe. I think he's Diabe? French. Oh, I, you know. Yeah, I got Joe Randall. Joe Dierte. Yeah, I got Randall Diabe um, losing to Jake He's from Warner. App State, Joe Dierte. Hey, I'm on that App State train. I got Ben Honus beating Eric Schultz. I got Schultz making a little bit of a run. I got Tom Slay beating Rocco Kaywood. And I got so I got Slay winning, and I got Willie Nicholas beating Nathan Traxler. Man, our our blood rounds all different. Good. Um, I like K round, or I'm sorry, K Wood over Lasoy. I like Traxler over Schultz, Warner over Aiello, and Nicholas over Hokit. Okay, you like Hokit making a little run. I got to make a little bit of run. Too. I really do. I really do. I got I got Traxler beating Hokit in the um, Conti three. My uh. Finals are Nickel, Moore, Weigel, Nicholas, Brucky, Warner, Slay, Schultz sneaking in there to take eighth. All right. Uh, Nickel, Moore, Weigel, Nicholas, Brucky at fifth, Traxler at sixth, and then Warner over K Wood. I like our boy K Wood getting in the podium. I like I mean, that. But I don't know about an injury. So if you know something I don't know, maybe I, I, maybe I was a completely different guy. So guys, don't listen to me. Trust me. That's the last thing you want to do. All right, let's go to 285. Let's, let's wrap this bad boy up with the heavies. This is a nightmare. Oh, this weight class is great. I love it. I've got so many. <laughs> I love Gable and Kassar on the same side of the bracket. Oh, my goodness. We're talking about that seating real quick. I think it was well-earned. I think it was. I think Kassar deserved the one. I don't. I don't. He lost to Derek White. Yeah, but you got the last. And so Derek White lost to Gable. It's a triangle. It's that, it's that old devil's triangle. So I look at it this it's way. old devil's triangle. <laughs> and, um, That's a devil's three-way, not a devil's triangle. <laughs> same thing. I don't know. Our Supreme Court justice was involved in one. Um, a devil's triangle. <laughs> but anyways, I think that you give it to the guy that had the last win who beat freaking Gable at the Big Ten. You talk about the last win. White has the last win over Gable. White beat Neville's. White does not and, have the last win over Gable. I'm sorry, Gable. over Kassar. White beat Neville's and Kassar at the same tournament. Look, White was a conference champ. Kassar was a conference champ. White has the win over Kassar. All right. All right, they each got one loss. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you, my man. The bottom fucking line is let's talk about second round matchups. Mason Paris versus Conan Jennings. <laughs> How the hell do they keep meeting like this? I don't have a meeting. I'm sorry. You got Daniel beating Jennings? I do. Jennings, no, it's Jennings, way more fun. Jennings loses to a lot of guys. Paris is not one of them. <laughs> Gil, Gil, Gilliland Daniel. Gulliver's Travels is one of the guys he loses to. <laughs> one of the things I actually have Mason Paris beating Conan Jennings finally. Won't happen. I, well, it I, won't I, happen. Um, second round, dude. Literally, Mason Paris is the Cody Ball of NCAA wrestling. Oh, only you and I will understand that because we watched Cody Ball lose to Conan Jennings like four times in a row. When he was school. winning. Yes. Um, this is a good freaking weight class, dude. What about Gunning versus Hamida first round? I like Hamida to clear it, but I think that's going to be a pretty interesting match. I I like Hamida to clear it. It's one of those situations, though, you never know which Hamida is going to show up. I, I, 
I'm going to go with the sentimental Hamida who took a silver at U23s. He's going to come out. It's Kerry McCoy's last year. Hamida's basically the only hope for a podium finish, yeah. and I like him to get the job done. Yeah. Jordan Woods, Sam Stoll. I mean, that's let's talk about it. If I'm Jordan Wood, that's a match I don't want first round. I'm sorry, that's I don't. A big motherfucker right there. And I'll tell you what, this is a match I'm going to go buy a beer and have a hot dog at because it's going to be boring as hell. I'm going to watch it. Well, you tell me how it is. I'll tell you basically how it goes. Um, Sam Stoll's going to push Jordan Wood. It's probably slap a thigh. Jordan Wood's going to change change levels a couple times. Sam Stoll's going to slap another thigh. <laughs> Who you got winning? I got Wood winning. I got Wood winning too. Last one, and I know I'm, I'm probably boring you here. Tommy Haynes, Billy Miller. Billy Miller transfer from Edinburgh. Has, Give me Tommy uh, Haynes. Yeah, he's had an on and off season. I, I got Haynes as well. This is where the fire kind of starts, though. Yeah, I agree, Ben, but I keep going. You're just not interested in heavyweight, are you? I am, but I just I don't understand why you would seed Kassar over White. I, I just don't get it. You're just that upset about it. I, I'm just looking at results here, man. And, and, and White has beaten all comers except for Gable this well, year. Hey, well, you know what? White's beaten all comers except for Gable. You're right, I'm wrong, because that's what the seeding committee did, brother. I'm just telling you, I think that no, no, no. watching Kassar beat freaking hey, Gable. Hey, dispute me real quick. White has beaten all comers except for Gable. Tell me. Tell me what Kassar has beaten all comers except White. Thank you. I just wanted to hear and you say And Gable's that. beaten all comers except for Kassar. Yeah, but Gable's a three seed. He's not in the conversation for the first he seed. He could definitely could have been in the conversation for the oh, one he's seed. He's a three seed, He bro. definitely could have been he's in the conversation seed. for one. Bullshit if you don't think he could have been in the conversation he's for the, the one seed. He's the three seed. All right, fine. You know who I do like, uh, and a match that I do think is interesting, is uh, Matt Voss from um, George Mason versus Jordan Wood second round. I tell you what, don't sleep on that dude. That dude's had some really nice wins this year. Yeah, that would be a fantastic match if I saw it playing out. God, you know you're picking Elam. I am. That's a fantasy pick. God, I don't I have. Can't e- I don't have Elam on my fantasy team. Oh, you dropped him. Sorry, man. See, stop going fantasy. I, I don't have. Yeah, I. I think it could be a great match. Look at Matt Voss's season. Look at his last month of his season. I think he's trending downward. I want him to win this match. I hope he does. I think it would be great for him. I just don't see it happening. I'm sorry. Okay, so you're going to keep shitting on my parade, so I shouldn't even bring up Thomas Haynes versus Amir Desi? <laughs> you, you tell me Thomas Haynes is going to beat Amir Desi? No, that's not happening. Okay. What about Hilger Hamida? I think they've split this year. I like Hilger in that match. I, I, I Ben, if you want to talk about an interesting match in this bracket, talk to me about Desi and Stevenson. Because early in the year, that's the one everybody wanted to see. I got that match. Now they both got one loss, okay? One loss. What? Again, I think Desi's that forgotten man in this bracket. Desi, he finished third in this weight last year, right? Yes. Yeah. Forgotten man. He's medaled at the world stage, third in this weight class last year. He's got offense. The dude's a big mofo. Gable Stevens is going to crush him. You think he's going to crush him? Oh, he's going to take him down a couple times. Okay. Crush him. Talk to me about it. I think it's going to be a fun match to watch. You think Desi's going to back down? Is Gable going to look disinterested and act bored like he didn't against well, Kassar? That's the question. I think Gable's got a. Gable's now got a little. Oh, chip you're on backtracking now. Oh, he's got a chip. Got a potato chip. I, I'm not telling him that. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, dude. Gable Stevenson, besides one match this year, has looked untouchable. Let's 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 not get it twisted, okay? Gable Stevenson has looked untouchable. Amir Desi got his ass beat by Mason Paris. First match back. First back from what? First he match still was back. training. First match First back. Ma- focus on match back. 
<laughs> it must be late because you and I are starting to get chippy. <laughs> no, I'm just we're just debating it. I who mean, you look, got, who you got clearing to the semis? I got Derek White, Jordan Wood, Gable Stevenson, and Kasari. One, two, three, four. Derek White. I got Mason Paris over Jordan Wood. I think Mason Paris has looked hella good this year, um, for the most part. I got Gable and I got Kasar, and I got Gable beating Kasar. What about you? I got Gable beating Derek White. Me too. Yeah. I got I got Gable Stevenson. I really do. I think I think Gable learned a lesson last match, and it, if he's smart enough, which I, I I would assume he is, because the level of wrestler that he's at, he'll learn, man. You, you got to get after. It. You got to dictate the pace of the match, man. And he didn't do that. Can't let people hang around. You can't. No, and, I, and he could have shut down Kassar if he wanted to. It, yeah, I agree with you. Give I, me I, your blood I, round. I got Trent Hilger over Jordan Wood. I got Sam Stoll over Demetrius Thomas. You know I got my boy Sam Stoll all American. Sam Stoll's knee. Yeah, I got <laughs> I got Matt Voss over Yusuf Amita. And I got Chase Singletary. Or excuse me, Amir Desi over Chase Singletary. That's a fantasy pick if I've ever seen one. I got I got a Desi win in it. Um, I, oh, I got in the round in the Conti three. I got Chase Singletary beating Stencil, who he's already beaten this year. I ain't that. Much I got Hamida over CGD from UNC. I like Demetrius Thomas over Sam Stoll. Sam Stoll's just not going to get on that podium this year. Not with that knee, huh? Not with that knee. Um, I like Trent Hilger over Mason Paris. Finish it off. I like Amar Desi over Matt Stencil. So you got Stencil beating Singletary, even though Singletary beaten him before. Yes, Ben, I do believe that guys can beat somebody who they lost to previously. All right. You, you've said that repeatedly. I know, but what I'm trying to tell you is that you like looked at me crazy when I said Singletary made the blood round. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Give me your All-Americans, my man. I got Gable Stevenson beating White, Kassar over Paris, Hilger over Desi, and Voss over Stoll. And I got Stoll finishing it off with the eight. I like it. I like it. Um, For me, Gable Stevenson over Derek White, Kassar over Desi. Wood over Demetrius Thomas, and then Hilger over Yusuf Hamida. I like Demetrius Thomas. I think that, you know, I didn't pick him an All-American, but I, I think that he's he's had a really nice season. I think he was an NAIA champ and an NAIA runner-up. Yeah, he's going to, yeah, you're right. It's exactly what he was. Um, So there you have it, guys. Look. Whew, that, was a, that was a long bracket, baby. Two hours and 20 minutes breaking down a bracket. No way. I apologize for our shenanigans, tomfoolery, ballyhoo, and just overall stupidity and goofiness. Um, but this is the favorite week of the year for us, and we're going to enjoy every minute of it. If you're at NCAAs in Pittsburgh, hit us up. We'll be out there. We'll be sure to be at a local watering hole. We'd love to talk to you. love to hang with you. love to have a drink with you. Ben, you got anything else? That was a good time, buddy. It was awesome. Awesome. And you know what? What do they say? The hay's in the barn. The hay's in the barn. All we got to do is go eat. That's what they say. <laughs> all right, that's all we got. And as always, don't want to find your back, bro. <laughs> don't choke, <laughs> Ben. <laughs>